everybody. Welcome to Street Fight Radio, the call-in show. We are here this week to take your calls. Isn't it amazing? Um, it's working. No technical difficulties this week. And we've got a special guest in the studio. It's a full packed house down here. It's Cinco de Mayo, and uh, we're having tequila and dabs. So thanks for joining us on the live stream. You can always watch us every single Wednesday evening, every single Sunday evening on Facebook, Twitter, Twitch, and YouTube. We got the chat going strong, my chatters. I, I love uh, having y'all in there and sharing your opinions and making jokes. Y'all have a hell of a time in the chat, so please consider doing that if you got nothing else to do on Wednesday or Sunday nights. We are Street Fight, the number one anarcho-comedy radio show on any station across the nation. We do it the best out of Columbus, WCRS Radio. You can hear us, uh, the, the, it's 102.1 or 98.3 on the radio dial here in town or streetfightradio.com, iTunes, Stitcher, all your podcasting apps. You can get Street Fight two times a week. And if you want even more, we do a bonus show. Um, Brian just talked to Katie Maskew about drag. I talked to the downtown boys about making music and quitting your job in spectacular fashion. Uh, we had shows with many death call people, Chapo, all your favorites. Uh, please check out that bonus show. It's only $1 a month by going to patreon.com slash street fight radio for $1 a month to get that extra bonus audio. Uh, my name is Brett. This is Brian. Hey, third cam today. We got one of our, uh, good friends been, uh, Part of Street Fight for a long time now. Came with us to the DC inauguration. It's Marvin. Hello, everybody. How are you doing? You know him as uh, Zupsels on Twitter. Uh, he is also an expert in the crystal alignment uh, science and is going to be sharing some of that expertise tonight. Yes. Yeah, it's nice. It's nice to have an expert on crystals here before we go out to Sedona. Yes. More than anything, it's the paranormal broadly, but we can get to that in a little bit. Crystals are important to me. Well, my life. I think of it like a base tan where I want to build up a good amount of crystal energy so I don't get like my aura singed when I head out to the the beautiful plateaus of Sedona. Exactly. And what I have for you tonight is a nice way to ease your way into that energy. Perfect. That's uh, that's a really good uh, starter of crystals, frankly, for you. And the, I love energy. Oh, I'm just man. a big energy guy. I'm always saying all the time how much I love having energy and you know transporting it. Yeah, um, I mean, I run low on it sometimes. I wish I could just go to the store and pick up a little little energy, um, but you got to harvest it, manifest it yourself through uh, intense spiritual practice, um, which is you know the way of the world. Well, you know, Bezos is trying to find a way to harvest energy via you know blood. That's true. That's yeah. a very biological way to do it. Yeah. Very straightforward way to accomplish that. Um, we are, well, you know what? I'm, I'll just say it. Uh, so the so let's see here. We have the phone lines are open. Uh, they're not jam packed yet. So if you want to get in, there's still time. Now it's the time to strike. Uh, that number to dial is six one four six five five three eight eight seven. You can call and talk to us. What are we talking about tonight? Drinking at work. We didn't get to Woo. drink at work. We didn't talk about drinking and drugging at work. I guess let me just say, drinking is the one I'm. I'm most in on because it's the hardest to hide yes everything else people are always people do drugs all day at work true drinking 
it's like a 1950s thing that I don't even believe happened back then. So if you drank at work, we'd love to hear a story about drinking at work or if you can get away with it. You don't. You can be anonymous. You know, we'll just call your boss when we're done and yeah. let them know what's going on. And um, I did want to announce this was an idea cooked up uh, by some Philadelphia listeners, the gay Raffi on Instagram and their partner, uh, Pachui. But for... <laughs> For gay Raffi, the gay Raffi, the gay, old, the number one gay Raffi, right. one of my favorite Instagram followers. Oh, seriously, okay. okay, I talk to him all the time. Um, they cooked up the ideas to do a show uh, that we are going to do on Mother's Day next Sunday, the call-in show. It's the ABCD call-in show, which means anyone but cis dudes. Nice. So if you call in, you're going to get flushed down the toilet uh, next week, next Sunday, May twelfth. We need all of our non-cishet males to call in, talk to us about life, let us know what's up. Too. Y'all gotta call. You can't leave us. Hanging. Yeah, don't embarrass us. Don't make us make us look like we don't have any. Like we're just got neck beards as our only listeners. Get a reminder in my phone. Next Sunday, Mother's Day. Before we ease into this call-in show, me and Brad are going on tour. Thank you. The, uh, street fight bet on red tour. Uh, I'm calling it the Vegas tour because yeah. it's. Vegas. I know, but the other cities, you don't want to be like, hey, we're going, we're like really stoked about Vegas and we could stop in your shitty little town. That's true. So uh, on on May 19th, we'll be at the High Dive in Denver. On May 22nd, we'll be at Rips in Phoenix. We got Mishka Shubaley opening for us. In Albuquerque, we're going to be at the Comedy Vault on May 21st. And on May 26th in Vegas, we'll be at the Dive. I will also be, me and Brett will also be at Double or Nothing. So if you're a wrestling fan and you're going to be in Vegas for double or nothing, please come and say hi to us. And uh, that's the plug-in I'm going to do right now. How's your weekend? I had a wild weekend. Yeah? A lot. How'd, what'd you do? Um, I had kid, I had nieces over and oh, a new one. Like so, it A was new niece? <laughs> new niece, yes. It was one of those you got to take them all type thing. So. Uh-oh. Uh, lots of kids this weekend. I had fun. I love skating. I'm so glad that you came out skating. <laughs> You know, so many grown people will not go roller skating, and it's something that it's cost ten. It was five dollars to do, wasn't it? Fifteen bucks for my whole family. It's really funny that you bring this up uh, because uh, one of my good friends, uh, somebody I used to date a million years ago, um, uh, she was uh, she's been like roller skating a lot in the past like six months, and I was like, is this like coming back? Is this a thing again? And like, yeah, a couple weeks ago, I asked some other friends if you noticed this trend or whatever, and uh, yeah, apparently it is. Apparently it is coming back or something. Apparently a lot of people are doing it, and I don't know where this came from out of nowhere. Is it like some kind of weird, like '90s nostalgia thing? Or well, I would say on? roller derby is kicking up. I've seen a lot of yeah. more people doing roller derby, which rules. I suggest if you can go to roller derby in your town, you do. It's a really fun time. But uh, for this, really, it was pretty dead. I mean, I think roller skating rinks might eventually be, you know, I don't. Gone. Know. Yeah, I mean, they're like bowling alleys. It's just, I don't know why people don't do it. It's such a simple thing to do. That's what I did Friday. I went bowling Friday night. Right. Unlimited bowling. Nice. Nice. For 18 bucks. You wear yourself out? I only bowled five games because I had my Woo, that's a lot of games. Yeah, oh, my God. Two people, five games. Five, and five games is like a bowling is like, man, you re- if you spent 18 bucks for five games, you got your money. Yeah. Out of bowling. Yeah, you beat it out of it. You know? And I, uh, I lost the first two, which was a real bummer when you're playing a 14-year-old 
girl. I I mean I don't I don't mean to be sexist or misogynist or whatever. But no, you don't. I didn't love losing to my daughter. I sure. Just she's not old enough. I think it's more of a parental dynamic. She's not old enough. She's not coordinated enough, and she's just not smart enough and doesn't care enough that she should be beating me yet. I see, but that sounds all like opinion, and it doesn't. <laughs> it reads to like, yeah, what is the real deal is that you got to go practice on the weekends by yourself so that she does not beat you ever. Just too young to fucking beat me yet, man. It's like if mm, I was the youth, beating I mean, my dad up at her age, that would be that's – a, that's a tragedy in a family if – a 14-year-old is beating an adult, the father, the patriarch of the home. It kicks ass. It's wrong. And it shouldn't happen. And it's not her fault. It's my fault. I failed. Uh, but I did. I, I I won the last three games by a, a hefty margin. Yeah. So, you know. What were your scores? How'd you do? Oh, God. I don't want to. 111 was my highest. That's one. fine. My highest ever was 139. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I suck, dude. I, I'm fucking, fucking real bad at bowling. But I love doing it. It's fun. A it's strike a good game. is a fucking, like, real, like, thing. Like, not, a strike feels so fucking good oh, yeah. in bowling. Like, there's not a lot of sports feelings. Like, uh, maybe a swish. Yeah, in basketball, like a really hard-fought swish, yeah, no but holy shit, man, you get a strike in bowling and you just turn around and yeah, you feel like a king, every time, every dude. Time. Start dancing, like do James Brown impersonation. Every, every oh, I don't even even splits. If I, even yeah. if I don't dance, I I feel like there's a camera on me and I'm walking slow motion like in a Quentin Tarantino movie after it's over like god damn nobody like, fuck with the Brian everybody everybody in the bowling alley's like. Good. So when I was when I was eleven, I went to Kansas for a whole summer, right, with my mom, and she bowled. Somebody bowled. I don't remember how it worked. She worked for Ryan's Steakhouse. Mm. You know that place? Yeah, awful. She worked for Ryan. Is terrible. We hung out at Ryan's Steakhouse all day while she worked, but then her her work. She had a work team for bowling, right? So. One night, well, we would go there every week, and in this one night, somebody on her team is fucking up to, like, the ninth frame and has all strikes. And that whole fucking bowling alley just stopped bowling and was, like, gathered around this dude. And I remember, like, standing next to this guy that worked, this waiter at fucking Ryan's Steakhouse, and I'm standing next to this guy, and I'm feeling, like, shine come off of him. Like, yeah. Yeah, famous yeah. guy shine coming off of him, and just yeah. the whole thing. He missed on one of the last three in the 10th frame. Out. But, like, just everybody was cheering for him every time he got a strike. And I was just like, I want to be that guy. Man, you know, a strike is a pretty rare thing for me, though. So I don't think I'll ever get it. But, boy, would I like to be that guy, man. That was just and, – and when he hit that last when – he, when he missed on that last roll, it was just my heart went out to that guy. I just wanted to give him a hug. Like, buddy – you know, it don't matter. It's a 298, baby. Yeah. It's a, my dad's bowled a few 298s himself. Yeah, you, you got to get a couple of those under your belt. You get a ring when you bowl a 300, though. Did you know that? Yes. Yeah, that just, they give you a ring. My dad is such a, like, turd, like a turkey. You know what I'm saying? A wiener. That he's bowled three 300s. And they're like, uh, he just says, just give me whatever ring. And he doesn't get it sized because he was like, I would never wear that ring. I'm like, my ass would have. 
three rings on yeah. my face. Yeah. <laughs> my ring finger. I would take my wedding ring off to wear the fucking three three hundred. Yeah, like this is our new wedding ring. He's like, I don't want to be too braggy about my three hundreds, and I was like, dude, that that is something to brag about. Yeah, though, you know. Yeah. So we got somebody on the phone line. Why, why don't we get this call okay. uh, picked up and talk to a buddy of ours first? My and then buddy, uh, we can buddy. talk to Marvin about some stuff that that Marvin brought for us. Well, look, let's make sure this works. All right. Thank you for calling Street Fire Radio. How you doing? Hey, how's it going? Leslie yes. Lee the third. Yes. We love it's it. It's working. How are you, buddy? Hell yes. I'm great, man. I'm great. Happy to talk to y'all. Me too. Well, uh, are you in New York yet? No, not yet. I'm still. I actually just got off my uh, shitting day job. Oh, that that fucking sucks, man. Yeah, you don't get to drink or do drugs on it. You've never uh, have in you? Fact, in fact, this is the fucked up thing. I can't do drugs because if I get hurt while working, I get drug tested, and if I have any drugs in my system, uh, they won't pay me. Uh, they won't help me out if I get hurt. That so I can't do drugs. Sucks. You know what's funny? Um, when I worked at the cable company and I got my injury, my my big injury that like got me to fired, I I had to take a drug test too, and I was on. I I had just been smoking weed all the time. I had pretty much given up on the job, and I was just like, I'm gonna smoke weed if I want to smoke weed. I, I'm not gonna let you choose how I live my life outside of work. And uh, they drug tested. They they were like, uh, I came back and I had been robbed. So I was just like, dude, my brain's all messed up, man. I got robbed. I have all this anxiety. I'm freaking out. I, I got to go to my own doctor because your doctors freaked me out. And I got out of the drug test. They didn't drug test me because they thought I was going through. Well, I was going through a traumatic experience, but I got out of the drug test. And it was the Which, best oh. thing. You're like in the middle of a traumatic experience, but like also steering the ship away from a drug <laughs> test. <laughs> I knew like I, I had to. I mean, I'm tight. I'm tight as hell now. I'm not going to defecate or urinate for 48 hours <laughs> right yeah no nothing <laughs> so you guys are you're going back to new york after that hell weekend in new york you're going back to new york huh yes i am going back to new york i, I actually do it love new york i had a good time uh for our wrestlemania weekend down there i i really enjoyed you know seeing some wrestling I've, apparently there's no wrestling this weekend there now, so I don't know why the fuck I'm going. <laughs> Other than the fact that Struggle Session is having a live show in downtown Brooklyn at Littlefield Friday, May 10th at 8 p.m. with Katie Halper, Matt Tyneby, uh, Jamie Peck, Jake Flores, Jack Allison, all, all the whole crew is going to be there. And everybody should come out because it's only $10. Yeah, Littlefield's a great venue. Uh, one thing I know is that everybody you have on that show is great. Yeah, that's a star-studded show. That's why I wish I lived in New York. I yeah. mean, that's fucking incredible. <laughs> and uh, Leslie and Katie were on stage with me and Brett, and I've I've performed with Jack too. Uh, actually, one of my favorite uh, moments on Struggle Session was after that after you performed with us, you and Jack were were comparing notes, and Jack was like, "Did they make you take your shoes off?" <laughs> <laughs> Jack had to take his shoes off on stage because hey. me and Brett took our shoes off and then he came up and he would have felt out of place if he didn't take his shoes off. So, but it was so fun being up there with you and Katie and you guys have like really great chemistry and that show is going to be so fucking good. 
Thank you so much. I had a great time um, with y'all. That's why we're coming back to the same venue. So if you're a street fighter, and that was a sold-out show. I don't know if our show is going to sell out. It, it should. It should because we are in the same place. And, you know, I feel like most of the tickets that were sold the first time were for us. It wasn't for those. Who were those guys you had in the second half? <laughs> those, like uh, Crapo, Top House. I, I don't know yeah, the, who those dudes um, were. I heard they weren't very good. Yeah, Noriega Squat Shack. Alpo Al- Al- Chop House. It's a dog food. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I... I I think people really. Well, this is I, this is the first time talking to you in a while. I was on your show Working Week, uh, way yeah, way back in the day. Yeah, your story about Obama, fantastic, man. That was great. Uh, it was great to have you on. You we were you did a great job promoting the show. I really appreciate it. I love Struggle Session. It kicks ass. I highly recommend it to everybody. Obviously, I I love Struggle That's Session good. too. Yeah, I think that what's what's so fun too was like doing the show when we bring other people up. Like when me and Brian are on fire and like I'm in the zone. That's one thing, but. Uh, when just to sit back and like watch your watch your mouth moving and watch you saying something, I have no idea what you're gonna say, Leslie. Like we we didn't plan this out, and then you say it, and then everybody just erupts with laughter, and I'm also like an, an audience member at that point. Like I have to get my laughs in and then keep it together and keep the show going. How, how uh, it's how, fucking it was a good show. Can I ask you uh, how many times have you done? like live stuff on stage. Cause I've seen you, I, I know you did a struggle session thing in, in, uh, sh- California. And then you just did this with us. What, what, uh, have you done anything else? Cause you're, you're like really good at it. <laughs> well, I will thank you very much. I appreciate it. But this will actually be my fourth live show. My first one, um, was Katie invited me on her show. Like the night after I flew back, to Japan and moved back to America, uh, from Japan, moved back to America, then the Struggle Session live show, then your show, and then, so this is the fourth time, the fourth time me being on stage. But I was a high school teacher in Japan for a few years, and it's basically the same thing. Yeah. It, it was so fucking cool. To, it, was, it was so cool to see you, guys, see you up there because you were like, uh, you, you were like, you were so natural and you were Leslie from a uh, struggle session, which is in my opinion, one of the hardest things to do because like being, it took me and Brett months and months and months before we could be like laid back. There's this weird thing you do when you're on stage where you uh, went with at least that me and Brett did, we would like plan these shows. We would plan these, uh, hour long hour 15 minute long shows and then go on stage and they'd be 45 minutes because we would just speed (laughs) through them and uh you were laid back and you were able to do this thing like you were able to just be who you are on the radio which is a great great dude and i i i want to tell you i just yesterday i listened to your end game review okay and uh i'm not gonna Spoil I you know what there's probably gonna be fucking spoilers. Yeah, we are spoiling the in game. It's it's over. It's been like two weeks. It's the biggest it's gonna be the biggest movie of all time. How ridiculous is it that we can't talk about it? It's I, like it's made two billion dollars. It's fine. And right, was there, was, was there anything in that movie that could be ruined by spoiling it too? Like what what was in that Absolutely movie? Absolutely not. Yeah. That, I mean that's what I want. I wonder like uh so turn skip forward 10 minutes or something i don't fucking know but uh like 
Iron Man dying was not like was not like a a a, a thing. It didn't mean anything. You know what I mean? No, it like didn't it didn't like uh it seemed predictable when it happened. And when it happened, it was like, okay, well, the guy died. Like, what else information do you have around that? There's nothing. Like, I think the only way you could spoil a movie now is to put the script, the whole script out. Because, like, I don't even know what they were trying not to get spoiled. Well, Uh, I mean, aren't you supposed to be sad? Like, isn't that the point of it? Well, not in a Marvel movie. No, I guess sad when people die. Yeah, right. Like, well, it did, he, he didn't. He died because his contract is up. That's yeah. why he died. <laughs> Captain America got old because his contract is up. That's why he got old and got ridden off. Like it had nothing to do with the actual story. If you were actually like, if you were thinking about like this on a thematic level, like a storytelling level, there is literally no reason for like any of them to die because the whole point is that they're supposed to work together to defeat this, you know, big bad guy, and then you finally get them all together because they had broken up before, now you get the band back together, get them on the same page, and they defeat the bad guy, send them home packing. Even Thanos didn't have to fucking die. They could have just send them off like they do in the comic books. Like, if anybody had to die, it should have been, like, Nick Fury because he was the guy who put the team together in the first place. So him, you know, maybe sacrificing himself to save the team would have made sense, but he wasn't here in the fucking movie. Like he got, he died in the last one, and then came back in this one at the very, very end. It's, it's just, it's an incomprehensible world and universe, and it will make it actually made me think that all film was a mistake. <laughs> about, uh, like we just made a mistake ever trying to capture the moving image because all they did was like take a bunch of bunch. Story, like superheroes from the comic books and made them work, right? Yeah. Like that's all this film basically accomplished. Right. And and there were, it was like, uh, I think something, there were a few things that you brought up that, that I was so anxious to talk to you about when you said you were calling in today. But one of them is that this movie, the battle, right? For this movie, the fight for the two movies is over a guy snapping his fingers, which is... Yeah. Kind of like not cool, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. like there's a scene where a guy, where where Captain Marvel has to the big triumphant <laughs> end battle is somebody holding somebody's fingers apart from each other so they can't snap their fingers. That sucks. And it's like, why couldn't they think of anything else? <laughs> That's, that's what I remember from comic books as a kid. Oh, yeah. I don't remember them being above any like higher storytelling than that. You couldn't like chop his like I. It's just like if Thanos gets his head chopped off, then everything's reversed. Is like a way for something to happen. A, a finger snap, and it's like all these guys. You got to see a head chop. It's just all these guys fighting over who gets to snap their fingers. The final battle in Endgame is a bunch of guys fighting over who gets to snap their fingers. Doesn't anybody have like fucking bolt cutters or something? <laughs> you just lop the fingers off. Right? Yeah, presumably. Well, I mean, and like- it's so. Bizarre. Yeah, because they show him using all those powers without snapping his fingers beforehand, right? Like, that's not a thing. You don't have to, like, the instruction manual for the Infinity Gauntlet to say you have to snap your fingers to commit mass genocide. Like, that's not a thing that's 
like, and they don't explain it. It's so it's so bizarre. It's like the thing was not letting him get the glove on at all. Even in the last movie, they they were trying to keep the glove off of him at all. But in this, they let him get the glove on, and they just stop him snapping. But but the point is, all you have to do is think it. Yes, if you have the Infinity Gauntlet and make it happen. Oh, so that's you just what have to believe. That's well, they said in the first one, he was like, you know, I will think this, and then I will snap my fingers, and this will happen. But for some reason, it seems like the writers got a little bit confused with it in between these two <laughs> movies and they were like no the infinity the instruction manual for the infinity gauntlet is that you put it on your hand and you snap your fingers <laughs> but it was i mean it was a fun like there was a lot of fun stuff that i i thought you and you and jack were hard on the uh time travel thing because uh i'm a wrestling fan and uh something in wrestling that doesn't happen enough it doesn't happen at all now is uh paying you back for consuming a shitload of it and it doesn't happen in wrestling anymore but some of the best stuff in wrestling is like oh shit you know this guy was never able to beat this guy over 10 years over his career and now he's finally able to beat him and it's a big triumphant moment and it's really cool and i felt that the time travel stuff in endgame was neat because it was like if you went and saw all those shitty movies at least they like gave you a reason for having seen them they like paid you a little bit for having seen them so that was the only disagreement i had with you but other than that it was there were five endings on this movie and uh yeah the main thing you're thinking before you go if if you release a movie right and the only thing people are talking about is like their plans on how they're going to pee before they go see the movie. I would consider that <laughs> unsuccessful promotion of a movie. <laughs> yeah, like people, like it just felt so obligatory. It felt like an obligation. People are going to see it just because they have to. They have to get through it through the end like like even the deaths like we just have like they were just checking off the boxes all right we have to have a couple people die because this is the last one um scarlet witch and iron man like just they just drew him out of the hat like so much of it felt like it didn't need to be like three fucking hours long like holy shit i didn't need to see like the guardians of the galaxy come back and have like quips and moments and all this shit because it's not the title of the movie is not guardians of the galaxy it's avengers like they didn't understand (laughs) that they should have just focused on the main characters and then all the other people like be in the fucking background and shit like i didn't need to like have the the wakandans to have their moments like they wrote that interesting <laughs> in Black Panther. They even less interesting now. It's uh it's Ken Burns uh Avengers. Ken- <laughs> yeah. Ken- I guess I what I want to ask you before we before I stop boring Brett with a uh, comic book movie talk is um do you think this is the uh beginning of the downward slope for the uh Marvel universe? Do you think that that after I my I wonder if after this movie there is there are a certain amount of people who saw seeing all these movies as almost jury duty who are like i caught the end now's the time to jump off and here comes like the lower the lower hype in ticket prices or ticket buys you know, I think there'll be a lull, but they they'll be able to bring it all back as soon as they bring Wolverine back into the fold. Like ah. when they get their new, because oh, I mean, because at the end of the day, like 
all these characters are like the B tier Marvel characters, like, yes. except yes. for Spider Man. Like all of this is the B team. Like no one gives a sh- no one gave a shit about like Thor and Iron Man. Like even the Hulk kind of is kind of a top tier guy, but like it's the X Men. Marvel's top characters are the X Men. They'll be able to bring them back. Um, in a couple of years, probably it'll take a couple of times to develop it, and then it might go back on the upswing uh, again. I think, and you're... it's terrifying to me what, of how much money a film called Avengers versus X Men might make. Yeah, Ooh. I think you yeah. are. I think you are underestimating something here, and that is that. Uh, so my wife and daughter are even less like inclined to watch a comic book movie than I am, but. Uh, I think Black Panther to them is bigger than Batman now. Like, I think, like, my daughter freaks out about Black Panther and, like, shrieked when he showed up on the screen and is amped about Black Panther, too. So part of me thinks they did create new guys, uh, new superheroes that people care about. I think that they took a step back with uh, Captain Marvel because, I, I, I mean, just from even looking at my kid, she, she thinks she sucks. <laughs> <laughs> nice. my, my daughter loves her. Yeah. <laughs> she like runs to all the displays that have her in it and like points her out. But I think sometimes we overestimate uh I think sometimes we overestimate people in the way that it's like uh they will just like anything that is supposed to be popular. You know uh, I mean? I, um Kind of on that tip, I actually uh, had a, had a question for you because uh, your takes are immaculate, and even when they're confounding, they're expressed really eloquently. You always have a perfect explanation for them. So I wanted your take on this because I, I, I'm sure you probably have at least some. Uh, Detective Pikachu, what are you thinking about that? Um, I try not to. Uh, <laughs> I, 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 well, I did say, like, at least, like... So, like, I was comparing it to, the, like, the Sonic movie and yes. how bizarre, what a bizarre throwback that is, because the Sonic Freakish. movie is, like, instead of, like, doing, like, a Sonic animated movie with all Sonic's friends and shit, they're just dropping him into the real world. At least with Detective Pikachu, Pokemon already takes place in the real world. There are right. already humans in Pokemon's world, so that's kind of built in. It still looks like like dog shit and ridiculous and <laughs> something that, like I don't know it's bizarre I don't know what it's for but still like I I don't know it seems very different than the Sonic movie where it's like the Sonic movie feels like feels like it was come up with like the like a 70 year old executive whose grandson plays Sonic and yeah, they 100%. just paid like 15 50 million dollars for the rights and they just shove it out there detective pikachu they at least have like a concept an idea and it's not called pokemon it's called detective pikachu right they kind of thought about this a little bit more i still will never ever watch this movie but i will <laughs> say at least it's better than the sonic what's well, weird at least i i think that's the thing that like uh the, the, if you look at memes and stuff that teens are into, if you spend any time on TikTok, uh, the movies that they're making now, like almost have to be strange because their whole like the whole young sense of humor is is I mean the shit my kids in is so weird, and I think Detective Pikachu. Even if it sucks, they took a swing, you know, and and that's a lot better to me than being safe. But I also, like, I don't know. Uh, is there anything this summer that you think looks like it's going to kick ass? 
Um, as far as film goes, yeah, probably not. Like I don't think any. Like when's the last time there was a good movie? Like for real? Like maybe Aquaman, but I, even I didn't. I loved it, but I didn't bother go seeing it. It didn't look good from the trailers. I didn't look uh, forward to it. I mean, I I don't know. Like what is up? Like there's a dog's journey. Um, I guess John Wick Chapter Three. I haven't seen any of the John Wick films yet, though. So I am it's, looking forward to. Uh, Watching those two before I see the new John Wick film, but that's is, about it. Did you see so like Hell- Aladdin looks like garbage? Um, did you see Hellboy last? Wow, year? yeah, everything. Did, did, oh, what's that? Did you get to see Hellboy? Hellboy? No, I didn't. I didn't get to see it. Nobody so, uh, saw it. Nobody there, saw it. Nobody. Yeah, yeah, I party. didn't even know there was one until you said it. Just oh, now. Yeah, I'm stoked, but I just can't make time for it. <laughs> well, I mean, I think, I think that, that Joker, Joker movie looks cool. Hell yeah. Oh, the Joker uh, movie looks that look cool. It looks badass. I mean, the DC stuff to me is like, at least it's weird. At, at least they're doing something where, where the Marvel things are all starting to look the same. And uh, that that to me is, uh, that's the biggest kind of crime, I guess, is if all the movies look the same and if all the movies are boring, then what what is special? Uh, there's nothing special about any of them. So... That that was my thing. I I love I love the show, Leslie. And tell people where they can see you again. And you better fucking go right. here in New York. Yes, please. It's a little field. Um, we're in Brooklyn. You can get tickets at uh, strugglesession.us. We have a link right there. Follow me on Twitter, Leslie Lee I I I. Uh, Friday, May tenth, eight p.m. Be there. They're only ten dollars, folks. Please come out. We'll we'll have a good time. It'll be very funny, very fun, very informative. I promise you. I guarantee you that. Or your money back. Nobody's funnier than Leslie. Is very funny, mm-hmm. and everybody on that stage is going to be very funny. And Leslie, we are testing the waters this summer. We are going to go on the road with you and Jack sometime. <laughs> Oh, hell yeah. Hell yes, we will. <laughs> it's too much fun. You two are great. I love the show. I think it's been great lately. And uh, th- thanks for calling into our show. And I'm probably going to be getting a hold of you to do a show with me soon. Absolutely. Absolutely. Take it easy, guys. Peace. Take it easy, man. All right. And, uh, Jake, the closing song is Snap Your Fingers by Lil, Ch- Lil John. Okay, nice. Snap Yo Fingers. <laughs> Little John. John. It's funny you mention him. I saw this great picture in the last uh, game that the uh, the Golden Knights had uh, before they got uh, wrongly uh, eliminated. Um, uh, it was this great picture of uh, Gordon Ramsay and Lil John in the stands, uh, in the stands together. That's just, good. Uh, That's che- two uh, great tastes that are great together, right? Legends. Legends. Yeah, two of my favorite people. I, so, that's my number one like shows are like Gordon Ramsay shows, especially when that one where he's just like shitting on that boss in front of everyone. Like, excuse me, everyone. How would you feel if you knew these tips weren't going to that? Like, that was fucking yeah. I was like, he dressed out of my chair, fucking pumping my fist. Like, he dresses down a lot of small business tyrants, like in the way they need to be broke down. Oh, yeah. I just watched. Uh, I just uh, Gordon Ram- or the other guy's back. Robert Irvine. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Man. Kitchen uh, Impossible. Right. He, I watched him last night sit a 32-year-old woman down mm-hmm. who had hired her boyfriend as the cook, and he couldn't cook. I mean, his pancakes, 
Stefan BC style pancakes, Ooh. like some bad looking pancakes. Those are legendary. Uh, legendary bad pancakes. About ten years ago, online, <laughs> the Canna Barrister Stefan BC posted a picture of pancakes, and it was not a good idea. And to so, do that. like these pancakes look bad, and he's like, "This food sucks." Yeah, and he sits her down. He's like, "Last year, you brought in two hundred and eight thousand dollars." Wow. But you spent $214,000 to keep the business running. This is a failure. And she was like, well, I mean, I I spent more than I made, but I wouldn't call it a failure. And he was like, no, you're a failure. You have failed. This is right. a failure. You do this for to make money. And she was like, well, but the restaurant's good. And, and you know, I, I'm doing what I can do. It's not my fault people don't come in there. And he's like, you're a failure. Just agree with me that you're a failure. And she goes, I'm a failure. Walks away. Okay. You know how they, they do the little talk into the camera scene? Yeah. She yeah. Walks yeah. Away. What I'm trying to get her to say here is just that she's a real donkey about shit. <laughs> so she walks away and she's like, you know, I just, I can't agree with him that I'm a failure. And he fucking comes up running behind her. Heard <laughs> <laughs> you. Sticks his head in the thing. He's like, I can't work with you if you won't agree. This is a failure. And I was just like making a person. I understand what has to be done. And mm-hmm. this is a very Brett Payne thing that, to be like, no, it's a fail. You're failing. Right. This I mean, a failure. We're doing like this is costing us money. We're going to have to get a job to pay to do this eventually. <laughs> yeah. He made her fire her boyfriend and all kinds of stuff. It was mm. really sad. She was like 32. She'd been working in restaurants for a few years. And she was just like, why don't I just own my own? And it's yeah. like, some people just don't get to own one. Like, yeah. You got to do a little bit more than a few years. Yeah. So why don't we, uh, well, you want to take another call? Yeah. Let's take another call. See who's on the phone. We got good line here? I think so. All right. Thanks for calling Street Fight. Who are we talking to? Hey, can y'all hear me? Oh, perfectly. You sound Hello? great. Loud and clear. Okay, good. I was using using the headphones. Didn't know if that worked. Oh, uh, yeah. This is uh, Nathan from Florida. What's up, Nathan? How are you? How's it, how's it down in Florida? Is it hot yet? Hot enough for you? Oh, oh yeah, I'm having a very, very southern night. I drove back from Nashville today, and Ooh. I'm eating some of my mom's cornbread and drinking homemade muscadine wine. Wow. Um, and getting eaten, eaten alive by mosquitoes. Oh, there you go. Yeah. That's Ooh. what's up. Florida. That's fucking cool. What's, what's going on tonight, Nathan? I just got a drinking on the job story. Oh, um, hell yeah. If we're still doing that, oh, we are of forever. That's oh, yeah. now a new. That's the parlance of the times. Yeah. What? So. Yeah. Ha, I, I I guess like I, before I were you drinking at work or are you drinking before work? Uh, at work. Because this came up. Let me tell you why this came up. I was having a conversation with a person very dear to my heart, and uh, they were saying that. Maybe back in the day when we were when when before uh, before other shit had gone on in in both of our lives, uh, they maybe sometimes would have a white Russian before work in the morning, <laughs> like have two of them and just be like, "I'm just trying to go in and be loose as like chocolate milk. I'm gonna go to fucking work." And I, no idea, <laughs> right? This was going on. Where did they Where did they work at? In an office. So okay. yeah, I was just kind of shocked. I, this isn't. Yeah, I just I just don't wake up and ever just want to drink yeah. first thing in the morning. It's just never. 
never happened to me. I mean, you know, I don't, I think it's a kind of a curse because sometimes when I do really good on the show, it's because I've drank a lot and then it's like, geez, and everybody's like, we love it when you're like that. It's like, well, I guess I'll keep drinking this cancer poison. <laughs> oh yeah, that, that, ha- that happens at night. I mean, I'm, I'm a performer too and it, it can definitely be an asset. But like sometimes. during the day when I did phone jobs and stuff, I definitely would drink to loosen up just because it's like, for some reason, it's like, when I have my sober mind, I can just sit and look and be like, ah, oh, fuck, I'm here for eight hours chained to this desk. But if I'm a little loose, I'm just like, hey, what are you doing? Oh, you're interested in my product? Oh, let me tell you about it. You know, like, I'm I'm just like, I'm literally partying. Mm-hmm. Talking about, fo- oh, sorry, uh, talking about phone jobs, I, uh, I worked for this uh, with a couple of friends of mine. Um, for about two or three years at this place uh, that was a, a, a survey place that did, like, the Ford customer surveys, but also, like, heavily, like, right-wing political surveys. And that was a thing that just uh, drove people, it just drove people insane. So a lot of the people there were, like, very stoned, uh, at the very least, yeah. most of the time, or coming down from something usually. And uh, someone who may or may not have been me uh, years ago, and a friend who may or may not have been uh, my friend, uh, we would have this uh, little gallon Ziploc bag of, uh, you're familiar with Muddy Buddies or whatever you might call yeah. them? Um, the, like, the checks that have the, like, powdered sugar and the peanut butter, whatever you might call those. Are you familiar with this? Yeah. yeah uh, those, buddy. but all made with, uh, weed peanut butter. Oh, yeah. And so we just would handfuls at a time and, you know, ask people if they were somewhat more likely, much more likely, you know, much less likely, you know, to vote <laughs> for some candidate that we were just slandering up and down. Yeah, I um I got I had a sales job and I was not smoking weed during the job and one of these guys that I met, I knew he smoked weed and he was like, "Man, come go, come to lunch with me." And we smoked like a huge blunt. And then when I went back, like three or four people were like, "Brett, you sound really natural on the phones today. Like you're really getting it. I think you're coming into your own." And I'm like, "Okay, well, I guess I need to smoke weed to do this job." That was the <laughs> fucked up thing. Was that was what a lot of us realized? Like because a lot of us, yeah, we're a lot more relaxed. We were a lot less stressed out, and it was just kind of like, whatever. We just got to read you're this here. fucking script. They know we don't write this shit. Yeah. You know. Also, I'm drinking on the job right now. Well, me That's and you are up. different. And also, what what did you do, Nathan? What was your job? Uh, so it, it was kind of a call job. Um, I'll, I'll just jump into it. So I worked for this guy who he invented um, this, like, sleep apnea device that, like, goes around your head. And it's supposed to help with, like, you know, moderate sleep apnea instead of having to get, like, a like a CPAP machine, something like that. Um, so I got hired by this guy, and I was going to do just, like, customer service, uh, calling and emails pretty much. It wasn't like a... It wasn't like a call center. It was more of an office because our, like, volume wasn't too high. Um, but so I got hired to do this stuff with sleep apnea. And when I started working there, I found out that the guy also owned a winery and that there was, like, this, uh, like, redneck winery on the same, like, uh, site where I was supposed to be doing this stuff with a sleep apnea. Um, so stop, stop me if any of this doesn't make sense. I don't know if you've ever had a job that's uh, – it's hard to explain to people because you can't make sense of it yourself either. Mm. Um, so I'm doing sleep apnea and winery stuff at the same time. After I've been there for a little while, go ahead. You're a real renaissance man. Oh, yeah. Oh, this, this is the craziest job I've ever had. Um, oh, so we had all this like empty warehouse space 
Um, and eventually the owner, his name was Steve, he decided that he wanted to turn all this extra warehouse space into like an event space and have like weddings and parties and stuff because um, he wasn't making enough money off like the wine thing. Um, so he was never there when I started, but when he started this event space thing, he was there all the time. And he would just do like construction work and manual labor, building the event space um, like all day long and getting like blackout drunk with his buddies like while he would do it. Um, and I'd have, to, I'd have to go like on alcohol runs for them like multiple times a day sometimes. Um, and on the sleep apnea thing, it was like a staff of three when I started there. Um, but slowly he like started to focus more on the event space and uh, laid everybody off from the sleep apnea thing except for me and told me that he was going to hire his uh, daughter, like, a, like his 30-year-old daughter, to help me with stuff after he laid off everybody else. Um, which, uh, of course, he never helped me at all. So I was answering all the emails, all the phone calls, handling all the shipping, like shipping like 300 of these like sleep apnea things a day, um, packing them, and also doing like winery stuff at the same time uh, for the event space. Um, and so it was a very pro drinking at workplace and the boss would like constantly pressure me to take tequila shots, um, like in the middle of the day, like I was, I was lame if I didn't. Wow. Um, so yeah, so we would, we would get pretty drunk sometimes, but I would have to like babysit five five days a week. And yeah. So he's just yeah. like a super high-functioning alcoholic that runs from scam to scam and is loaded the whole time. The, the highest functioning I have ever seen. So this guy, allegedly how he first made his money is he invented the first restaurant standard frozen hush puppy. Um, <laughs> okay, not bad. For distributing the restaurants. And then he sold that company and went into this other stuff. We're just like um, so raging I, I drunk on like five day benders doing like brainstorming sessions for new patents and shit. Yeah, no, just just cor- Coronas and hush puppies was like his his diet essentially. <laughs> um, so <laughs> I would pull like twelve or fourteen hour days. Like I do my office stuff at the desk job, and then I, sometimes I would like bartend at the event space because you know it was like really easy money. Even though I was like pulling like a, a fourteen hour day, it's like I would I would like be making. Fourteen dollars an hour, forty dollars, forty hours a week, and then plus bartending on top of that. Um, so I was killing myself pretty much, is, is what I was doing. Um, but the chronic pain eventually from all that, from doing the typing job and the um, you know packing all the packages at the same time, it all got really bad. And like both my arms went like numb. And mm. my main thing is I'm in a band, I'm a guitarist, so I was just like, nah, this is getting really, really bad. Yeah. Um, and my very last, my very last day there, um, it was the day after my birthday, and I call, I called out on my birthday, um, just because I hadn't had a day off in forever, and just wanted to party with my friends. So I called off on my birthday and went in the next day, and um, it was kind of weird because every other employee, they normally got them like a really nice birthday gift. They'd give them like a like a fifty dollar bottle of scotch or something, um, and I got nothing. And so I was there the day after my birthday and I was getting yelled at by like a customer on the phone over this issue we had been having with the, the snoring straps. Uh, and pretty much instead of, I, I kept asking for help throughout this whole time. And instead of giving me help that day, it was like 9am and the boss offered me like a beer 
you know, Dude. he's like, oh, you're having a tough day. It's like 9 a.m. Like, you can drink at your desk if Jesus you want to, Christ. which it was an alcoholic place. I could drink at my desk anytime I wanted to. Right, right. And, like, uh, I just know that's one of the services yeah. we provide. We're one of the cool companies. Can, can, I ask right. you, can I ask you if you had health insurance by any chance? <laughs> I did not. I did not. Right. And, and that's part of the reason I got out of there. Can I ask um, you? So, and then, and then. Can I ask you, did yeah. he list getting shit hammered at work as one of the benefits on the job application? Just no, chill. see, it wasn't that way when I started there, and I'm not sure how it got that way. I think because they just started doing all this extra work on, on the event space, and it just kind of turned into, like, a drinking environment somehow. I mean, like, he, would, he would drive around on, on his forklift, like, with a corona in hand half the time, <laughs> which is, is, is kind That's of amazing. badass, but, like... Really dangerous. Too. Well, it just sets um, up a thing. It sets up a, a vibe at work that, it, like, a guy on a forklift that's had a few beers and is drinking one while he's driving, <laughs> like, sounds really cool. Like, if in Street Fight, Brian is like, that's really badass. But Brian Quinby, if he was working in that place, would yeah. be scared all yeah, the time. I don't do that. <laughs> I don't <laughs> want him around as, me. As long as he's yeah, using no. the horn properly, I think that. Okay, beep, 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 I think that. I think that'll be fine. You said the thing about uh, the birthday. I, I I always put my foot down with that right away. With anybody I work with, is like my birth. I'm taking that off. Like yeah, every oh, time. I can't. I get, once you get past a certain right. Age, that, that was the reason I. Oh, for sure, for sure. Yeah, that was the reason I stayed this place so long, because when I was the only employee, I could kind of, like, I could just, like, you know, set my own days off, right. which was mm-hmm. sweet. But if I took a day off, because I was pretty much the only, like, employee doing this other business at this point, I would, I might come in after, like, a long weekend, like, on tour with my band or something, and I would have, like, 500 packages I had to ship alone in one day because I took, like, two days off or something right. like that. So they, they basically. Um, so the day the day after my birthday, they after I had these people like yelling at me and then it was it was going real bad. The the daughter offers me, um, you know, she's like, oh, I'm sorry, I forgot about your birthday. She offers me like this half bottle of like used Chardonnay from the fridge, um, as like instead of offering to help me, she's like, oh, here's this here's this bottle of Chardonnay. You should take this home with me. I'm like, I'm, like, I'm okay. I don't I don't need that. Um, and that was pretty much when I decided to quit is when I got offered a half bottle of wine instead of help. And they were going to go to, they were leaving for Europe Wow! like the next day on a, on a Christmas vacation of like 10 days. So I quit the day before they left for oh, Europe shit. and I was their yeah, only nice. employee. Yes. So I, I know they had, I know they had no fun that entire trip. Um, <laughs> Freaking out the entire, just like sitting nice. in Amsterdam, like trying to get stoned, probably yeah, like just thinking them. about having to hire someone when they come back. Fucking, yeah, like, let's, just, let's just not think about it. Let's just drink. Let's just have fun. I'm fucking pissed, man. Fucking, this that asshole left just hanging to dry. <laughs> fucking sitting and trying to drink a beer in one of those pubs and fucking on your phone and having to send emails to pissed off customers. You know, that aren't yeah. you know what? <laughs> he didn't even send us a letter. He didn't even send us a letter thanking us for employing him. <laughs> I love the idea. Oh, I, I, I sent them a very long letter. I sent like I had, I kept detailed notes on like every instance I had asked for help and oh, been yeah. denied. And like Woo. every instance where the boss's daughter was like working on her boyfriend's like a uh, modeling career graphic design website instead of like helping me and like all, all that kind of stuff so that i was, i i sent some 
a good thing. Ooh, right when, when I worked at the camp. and I also I also tried to get them in trouble with with uh, I didn't want to go talk straight to the uh, alcohol, tobacco, and firearms department, but they were pulling some shady shit with liquor licenses. They were pulling they had like this nonprofit that was totally inactive <laughs> that they were pulling liquor liquor permits for for profit events um, through this nonprofit. Nice. Because you can do that with a nonprofit. You can pull liquor permits for like single events, and they were using them for for-profit events, including the party. I don't know if you know the Blue Angels. The um, oh, the fire yeah, the fighter jets. Yeah, yeah. They're they're, they're, ba- they're based in my city, and we, we hosted their Christmas party. <laughs> um, and so they had one of they had one of those illegal liquor permits out there saying, and I tried to go with some newspaper reporters and get them interested, <laughs> but it, it's a very cor- corrupt town, and that kind of that no one really wanted to take take that one off right going in it's so weird when you're trying to like when you quit a job and and you're so fucking annoyed with them and you i was just talking about this i think last week on the long show me and brett did about like how these guys will break laws and you want to do something about it it's not because you have some law and order thing in your mind it's just like these guys fucked me i want to fuck them but like it feels so helpless because it, do, it, it doesn't seem like if you go somewhere, they'll be like, ah, oh, come on, everybody does. You know, if you went to somebody about the liquor <laughs> license, they would the ATF would have been like, ah, oh, come on, everybody does that. And if you would have gone to <laughs> labor, you know, anybody else. I mean, the, the thing that would have done it, unfortunately, is like a fucking injury there would have just, if you would have got injured working there, like for real, by some drunk idiot driving a forklift or something, you would have been able to just take everything they own. <laughs> yeah, that would that would have been great. That would have been awesome. Would you like not? Would you like? Um, I, I asked this to Brett. I think one time, like, how many fingers would you like lose if you knew you didn't have to work ever again, and you would just be taken care of? I think I think two max because yeah. I'm a I'm a guitarist and a writer, and I need those. I need those pretty bad. I'm a one. I'm. I would only lose one, but to be complete, I would lose a finger to get out of working for the rest of my life. I would totally oh, yeah. mangle a finger. And Brett has said on the show he's he considered it one time and couldn't do it. Yeah, I, at one point we had these metal shelving, and I was convinced, like intentionally like. Yeah, I just convinced myself. I was like, if I could just snap my finger right now, I will survive it. People have done it throughout centuries. I can make it through it and I'll get at least a couple of days off work right now because oh, yeah. I'm screaming inside. I have 11 and a half occurrences and they're making me work for nothing, right? You know, for no reason. They're just holding me fucking hostage. Coming undone. Yeah. Away, I'm coming undone. Yeah. And, and I'm like, I'm with you, man. Like I thought a few times, like the thing I thought about more was my ankle. I always thought you could fuck your ankle up. You don't have to break it. You just fuck it up and uh, you'll get a few weeks off work to like figure your life out. And because like that's really what it's about, right? Getting injured at work on purpose <laughs> is really more about like getting a little bit of time to breathe and figure your life out. Yeah, it's not just, about just a, nice, a couple sofa, a couple sofa days. And... Yeah, sitting around on fucking pain pills on a sofa, watching fucking TV, and 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 figuring out what you're gonna do next, or like figuring out what would make you happy is is like that's the main thing about that. That's the only good thing about injury. So. 
But man, that's really cool. It sucks that it sucks that they were assholes. It's like so weird to think of being in a building that is zoned for business and sitting in a cubicle and drinking to me. It just it feels like something that just yeah, never it, was, happens. It, was the, it was the weirdest thing that ever happened to me because it wasn't it wasn't even like that when I first got there. You know, I don't know what I would have done if it was like that when I first got there. It was just kind of like a slow thing, so I just rolled with it for a while. Man, I'll tell you what, if it had been like that, if I had gone to a place that was like that when I first got there, I probably would have, I mean, been bragging to Brett about how cool it is that I work at this place where everybody's getting drunk. Is is exact? I yeah. would have been on. I would have been texting to Brett, dude. I just went to this place to get a job, and everybody there is drunk, and it's fucking awesome. But it, I mean, in the end, dude, it's like Brett said, and it's like you said, it's a high functioning alcoholic, but it's an alcoholic anyway. And uh, it's like having having somebody that's drunk as your boss is like the rodeo basically it's like like riding a bull <laughs> yeah i mean it's better to be super drunk yeah. to put up with it yeah, <laughs> yeah it's like, no no absolutely like it, it's like i've just been like now that we do street fight live you know and we we hit the road like i i mean you know me and brett both after every show have really drunk people hanging all over us and stuff and it's like goodness gracious how, like how are you how is this <laughs> Because I don't drink, but like Brett drinks so he can get in the zone. But like, I'm just kind of standing there like, how am I supposed to fucking deal with this? Like, what, what is this? So I, I, I think oh, yeah. you're like the troops for handling that for so long. Absolutely. Thank you for your service. <laughs> Thanks for calling, yeah. Nathan. I appreciate it. That was really fun. Uh, so we, can, I, can I plug a few things? Hell real quick? Yeah, go for it. Yeah, uh, so I've, I've got a band. I'm going on tour in like two weeks. Um, so, and also, I also read a zine called uh, NASCAR Noir. And uh, I'm going to be at Chattanooga Zine Fest in Tennessee on the 18th. Nice. Uh, and then on the 19th, um, I'll be in Mobile, Alabama, uh, Pensacola, Florida on the 21st of May, Tallahassee, Florida on the 22nd, and uh, St. Augustine on the 23rd. Um, this is just like a solo tour for my band, um, so it's kind of lonely out there just playing music by yourself, so if there's any listeners in any of those places, I'd love to meet up with some of y'all. Right on, and we'll try to get down to Florida and meet up with you sometime this year. Yeah, send me an email, yeah, do. Do uh, at gmail.com. I, I want to check out your zines, because we need bonus zines for the Patreon. <clears throat> oh yeah, that, that, would be, that would be dope, definitely. I write, I write anti-capitalist like fiction do a lot so if you ever need zine content love to be a part of that yeah. awesome yeah yeah definitely uh murder brian on twitter just dm me and i'll talk to you all right sounds good i all appreciate right. guys y'all good night you Peace. too yeah yeah uh so you want to do marvin stuff now or do you yeah. want to take more calls um what what are we looking like here We've got, uh, looks you like. You don't have to say it out loud. We've got, like. <laughs> enough? Yeah, we've got enough people. Okay. Do you want to uh, take some more calls and then do Marvin, or do you want to do Marvin now and take more calls? Yeah, maybe we do Marvin when we come back from the break. Right on. That Let's take a good. call. All right. Thank you for calling Street Fight. Who are we talking to tonight? Hey, what's up? What's up? What's up? What's up? What's up? Remember that classic? <laughs> Love it. So much better than Dilly Dilly. Hell I mean, yeah. I don't want to so far away. Hell yes. 
That song rocks. Yes. Never did I wanna <laughs> be here again. I saw that live one time. Was it, was it chilling? They all got a drum. And they all brought him out on stage, and everybody was playing a drum. See, now I can't make it. fun of it. Now I want to see that. And then I was standing. I The sad thing is, and this is a peek into me, I guess, that I'm not proud of, was not a Godsmack guy. I just... Nobody was. I didn't like Stained very... I didn't like Godsmack, Godsmack at all. Sucks. But I didn't like, yeah, like Disturbed and stuff they, either. I kind of claim them now. Yeah. They must have been like drug dealers, or they did something to hang out with all those guys. But they—I don't never met anybody. The only person I knew him was like the lamest kid in my class. Like, Deftones toured with them and said they were like really fun to tour with and party with. And I think that, that's cool. That'll like get get you, you very far, far in the world. In yeah. the, I mean, that's me and you have gotten a decent amount of a, a decent amount out of just people being like, I like hanging out with these guys. Yes. <laughs> so who's who do we got on the line? Hey, what's up? This is Jason. Um, don't really want to say where I'm from. You don't have to say where you're from. What's going on tonight, <laughs> but, Jason? Uh, yeah, I got two things to talk about. One quick uh, drinking on the job story. Sweet. And uh, also kind of wanted to talk about service industry, specifically restaurant industry-related unionizing efforts. Hell yeah, hell yeah. And... Uh, so what was the? Let's get the drinking out of the way first, because that's that's uh, less important. So yeah, you work in a restaurant. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I work in a restaurant right now, but this story is related to a warehouse job that I had. Oh my god! Too I'm, many people are drinking in the warehouses. Right <laughs> I mean, <clears throat> yeah, I mean that's how um, that's how no, the work so, that's how the work gets done. Yeah, that's how all those old Fords got made. I had a. I had a warehouse job where um, I was basically the one warehouse guy. Um, oh, for like an off, kinda, for like a small company. Small, yeah, kind of small business uh, with a multi-million dollar online sales. Yeah, presence. gotcha. Yeah, yeah. Like I, a very, like a very small local store. We sold um, building materials that were eco. And low EOC, um, like kind of a niche market for green building materials. Right, um, right, right. So we had like a small storefront in the town, um, and uh, I would just I would put together basically pallets of um, you know green eco flooring materials and stuff in their warehouse and ship them off. Great. So it was really not a huge warehouse. It was one, you know, something that one person could manage. Um, and when I started the job, there were in between people, uh, in between warehouse guys, they had a guy who was there for a number of years and kind of ran the whole shipping and warehouse um, department. And then there were in between people looking for jobs when I applied. So the son of the owner was um, the guy doing, he was doing all of the shipping. And, you know, they were a pretty rich family in that town. They had one of the big houses in town and he was a handy dude. Um, and, 
you know, I knew his way around tools and, and hard work and, and whatever, but, you know, still, still had a little bit of a rich kid mentality, and he thought that the shipping job was very hard. <laughs> so when I went in there, he was under the impression that it was going to take a superhero to do this job. Nice. And I kind of just picked it up. Um, you know, he trained me for a week, and I eventually picked it up pretty quick and was doing stuff you know, faster and more efficiently than he was. And after that time, they started to take a liking to me, so I, I you know, and just kind of left me alone, which is nice, and I really appreciate it. Um, but it left me with a lot of free time because it took him all day, and even sometimes he would have to, because he was the boss's son, he could wrangle the office workers into helping him pack boxes occasionally. So he was under the impression that it was way more work than one person can handle. And it was less than a full day's worth. <laughs> that's, that's amazing. <laughs> so I had a lot of time. And then about you know four months or so into the job, I realized that I could kind of get away with anything I wanted as long as I just got the boxes shipped and the pallets taken care of at the end of the day, as long as, you know, the job was done. They weren't really keeping track of me. So Right. They, they, up, they, 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 they assumed that all of your time was spent doing, like, grueling work. To them, what was, like, just this awful, tedious thing all day long. So they were like, we don't need to check right. on him. He's going to be working every second a to, lot of to times, get it done. And a lot of times I was just sitting in the back on the computer, you know, looking at the invoices on the computer. And so I kind of just figured that if any time anybody came back, if I just pretended to look really stressed out, that they would <laughs> think that I was incredibly busy. Classic tactic. I've done that a million times. Yeah, I mean, they really like, yeah. I put on some shows too, oh, where they're I, like, yeah. he really cares about this fucking job. He's got flop sweat. I talked about a guy at Chuck E. Cheese that was the guy that turned me on to that. He was like a lead, dude. And uh, he all he did all day was walk really fast and point at stuff. He mm. never did a second of work. He would just sit around, stand around, and then when the manager would show up, he would just take off walking as fast as he could across the room and like point at like me or point at something and then just keep going. The manager never bother him. Made him a lead. And then made him a manager and then fired him because he figured out he didn't do Fuck. anything. Yeah. They I were was going like, to say, that guy's a fucking genius. Noticing that, like, like no work gets done when he's alone, but he always yeah. looks busy. Right. And it was just like, oh, maybe he's – like, if you watched him for ten minutes, you could tell. Like, You're he like, he's, he's literally standing, standing – still sitting down not working and then when the manager comes in the room he starts running around yeah and you point at stuff yeah like, the just, pointing is key like, because hey. it means like oh i'm yeah i'm a grab yeah i see that piece of pepperoni on the floor i'm gonna grab that here i'm pointing at that and i'm gonna grab it yeah i'm confident i'm doing my job Yeah, you gotta make yourself look busy right i was very smart at at the grocery store i was really smart at like like i'd be 
dicking around doing nothing. Me and this guy, basically, we were stock guys for a little while. They actually demoted me from stock. I got a demotion. <laughs> but, um, but me and this guy were stock guys, and he was a martial artist. He had, like, was it to the point where he tried out for the Power Rangers. Hell yeah. And I go. used to tell this guy all the time, like, I'd fuck you up if we got in a fight. Me and him would go at it all day. Just friendly but we would try to sneak up on each other and like get you in your head so it'd be like i could have just snapped your neck right there yeah and that's all we did and uh i would be sneaking and this is eight hour shifts of just me and this guy grab ass and around this whole whole grocery store and then uh if a boss ever looked at me you would just grab like if there was something on the floor you pick it up and you're like oh man it's Found this on the floor. There's stuff just laying all over the floor. I'm going to go around and clean the store up real quick. Because my favorite job at Kroger was sweeping. They would have you sweep. Oh, it's so fun. So so relaxing. It's like methodical. They're like, sweep the whole store. It's like And the mop is really wide and long. And all you have to do is just push it. And you just walk around pushing it. And it has that wonderful joint on it where it just like, you can flow with it. It feels like you're skating. It just like, you can become one with the dust mop. Did y'all ever have that thing, the the mop for the the aisles that was like kind of the motorized thing? You could kind of pile it. That was sick. I've never driven that. I yeah. never got to do the That's floor a buffer. Thing. Yeah. yeah. That's for overnight Kmart. The, the store the grocery Zamboni sort no, of. No, I would just I would just dust mop for hours, listen oh, to propaganda and just zone out. Yeah. So uh you you wanted to talk about uh unionizing restaurants? Yeah, oh real real quick, I just wanted to chime in on that necessarily that dialogue. Um even my current job, my number one thing is uh, one of one of my co-employees and I are are friends, so we kind of have a understanding together of how shit gets done, and we have our own little terminology. And um, you're either doing sucker man work or you're wizzerking. <laughs> and you can probably guess what wizzerking is, for sure. which is just basically standing around, you know, not doing shit, looking at your phone when the boss isn't there. But and sucker man work is when you're working way too hard, you know, <laughs> and trying to get ahead when you know you're not going to fucking get ahead and you're a sucker. Yeah, well, um, yeah. Wizzerking and sucker wiz- man work. Those are good. The key to wizzerking is you've got to have a task on deck that you're ready to slide right into and you can be standing around and then as soon as you see like maybe hear the boss stepping around the corner it's like all right now i'm wiping down this counter and i've been yeah i've been just been busy this whole time yeah for swamp like i don't know shit like crazy yeah yeah you nailed it but as long as you have as long as you have a task lined up like that or you know like a piece of pepperoni or a pickle you can pick up off the floor as soon as the boss comes around the corner and you're gold. Yeah. But you don't want to be as call with your pants around your ankles looking at your phone and not have anything that you know what you're going to do next. Yeah, it's a big mistake. That, like, I know that the thing we want to do, we want to look at our phones. That's what you want to do. But sometimes when you're at work, 
it's like more about doing what you would rather do than what you would want to do, you know? <laughs> because exactly. yeah, of course you, I mean, like I got caught so many times at the camera store. They would be like, Brian, I need you to go organize these shelves in the warehouse area. And I would just be in there and you wouldn't see anybody for hours. You'd be in there just, you know, organizing shit, cleaning stuff up. You wouldn't see anybody for hours. So sometimes I would just sit down and look at my phone. And it seemed like every time I did that, that was when the manager walked by and just be like, are you just sitting here looking at your phone? And you're like, oh, no, I just, I real quick, somebody, uh, my daughter texts me. You know? Yeah. <laughs> yep, and you're fucked. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm with you. I absolutely, yeah. um, and I, <clears throat> I usually, you know, because it does, like, it takes 15 minutes to wipe the tables down. It takes 15 minutes to do this, the floor. If you can just jump into and get it done while the manager is watching you do it, as soon as they leave, you go back to Wizirkin. Um, But I always like, I always yeah. front load at my jobs too. For three months, I will work like every hour of the day just so that it pays off later where I don't have to work at all. And they just assume I'm a hard worker, you know? Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Get on, getting all that out of the way in the morning. Well, I, just let me wrap up the drinking on the job story. And then I want to get into the meat of the deal. Was So I was at this warehouse. And after they figured out that uh, you know, I was good to go and they didn't have to bother me too much. I realized that I could probably I could take about a two and a half hour lunch on the clock. Ooh. Oh, that's and beautiful! Oh my god, god. that is. I so lived in a. Oh, you just feel like I you're swimming through the air, like it's free. And they had they had a van, so their warehouse was not on site. It was on the other side of town, <laughs> and it's kind of a small town, maybe a ten minute drive to the warehouse. So in the morning, I would do all of the freight shipments. And that's when I would, you know, work hard like a sucker man and like get everything all wrapped up and, you know, meet the day's shipments of the pallets that needed to get wrapped and shipped out. And then I'd just be in their van and it's time to go to lunch. So I'd pop over to the, uh, the office, you know, say hey to everybody, you know, so they know that I'm still there. And then I get back in the van, go home, hang out with my girlfriend, make lunch have a few drinks, watch some TV, two and a half later, two and a half hours later, uh, you know, pop back over to the office and uh, la-di-da, I'm magically there and someone comes back and says, oh, where, oh fuck, where were you? Oh, shit, man, I was walked over at the warehouse. You don't even know, man. We had a lot of fucking shipments today. It took way longer than I expected. Yeah, but I'm like, Three whiskey drinks deep at this point, <laughs> and the rest of the day I don't have to. The rest of the day I don't have to drive a forklift or, or really do anything except pack small uh, parcel boxes. So, you know, I'm not at risk of yeah, salute fucking anything up in any serious way. Yeah, you know. hell yeah. So that worked out. But yeah, um, I don't know. I'm a little drunk right now. That's okay. But uh, I did want to. I did want to reach out just into the general street fight community and um, talk about service industry unionization because um, in the town that I live in right now, the mid-sized Midwestern town, and I don't really want to say exactly where I'm from, just in case. But um, you know, my partner uh, works at a restaurant that's pretty bumping. Like, they're getting a lot of business lately, and it's only just getting bigger. And the um, 
the management there is essentially just this uh, one person, and it's based on like seniority. Essentially, she's this. Their manager has just worked there for as long as the restaurant's been in town, and she's the manager. But you know, she can't do everything, and um, she just recently wrote someone up for uh, fucking something up when they were closing, and that person got fired. So. Jeez. And that was one of the main line cooks. So now that just kind of falls on this small pool of labor that works there. That's like, you know, three pe three people that can do their job. So it ends up just, you know, it doesn't fall back on the manager because it doesn't, you know, it doesn't matter to her. It's just like she fired this person. So until they can find another person to hire, uh, which is already a limited labor pool in this town anyway. Um, there's, you know, just going to be extra hours and everyone that currently works there just has to work even harder just because this one person got fired. And I mean, that's not even the whole issue, but um, there's a lot of issues at the restaurant and, you know, with people getting paid how much they're promised and she's been talking to uh, her co-workers about a unionization effort and I've been thinking about because I work in restaurants now um, some kind of service industry union for the town um, you know but I don't even really know where to start with that um, I've uh, you know, looked at the IWW and I've looked at the DSA here and you know it's hard to find the right route. I'm just wondering if there's anybody in the free fight universe that has experienced something similar with small restaurants, not necessarily like a chain restaurant that has a large labor group that could easily unionize, but more of just like a general labor pool of a community that is people that work in the service industry um, and if anybody's done any kind of unionization effort or organizing um, you know I'm, I'm kind of thinking of like something more similar to like an electrician's union where you would go and be a part of the union and then any job you get hired at um, as a electrician of that union or something you would have the union to back you and to advocate you for whatever business you're working at. I just don't see really anything like that in the service industry. Yeah, I tell. I mean, that is that is a smart idea. I it it would it's that it seems so hard to do because like when you're dealing in the service industry, you're dealing with people who who like need that job. Like uh, a, a lot of times, yeah. it's like if you quit they can get somebody in there. I mean, I, I said this about the camera store when I worked there. Um, they were only willing to pay me eight fifty an hour because, and I was willing to take it because I absolutely just needed a job right at that minute. And that's where these businesses have so much leverage. But I will say this, there are truly in the restaurant industry in any city, 
just knowing it through my sister and stuff, there are truly talented people who are known by all the people in the city who who the uh, all the restaurants are jockeying to have at their place. And those people, right. if you can get those people and you can get them to do something like that, I think it could be relatively successful. And it, it, it's a solid foundation for just being like, we just want to be like, we're professionals and we want to be treated like professionals. And then like, I really, I love the idea because the jobs are so transient because you're switching jobs so often that you're just, right. that it's like an electrician's union. Cause nobody that works at a restaurant works there. I mean, my sister like works at, she worked at a restaurant for a year and then she started saying, well, it's time to look for another restaurant. They say that if you work at the same place for a year, you're stagnant and you should look for something else. Now that could have been a negotiation tactic to get her more money at her job but i have also heard from other people that you're supposed to jump from place to place and learn different things so i think uh if anybody's that we will totally yeah. retweet or put people I'm, in I'm, I'm getting a message right now myself actually uh someone telling uh telling you to uh look them up and that they've worked in small restaurants but haven't ever organized but wanted to share some experiences so if you'd like, I could, uh, you know, if you wanted to give me uh, your, uh, I'm, I'm Zupsels, Z-U-P-Z-L-E-S. Well, actually, wanted, uh, it's Eminent your, uh... Prof on Twitter. Just oh, message okay. Eminent Prof on hey. Twitter, and uh, they, they may be able to help you. He does work in a union well, and I has think, done some stuff. Yeah, I mean, I'd be down to plug. My, my Twitter is jcation underscore, and nice. my Instagram is bingus of the bongs, if anyone Excellent. wants to... <laughs> Uh, DM me stories about Fantastic. service industry. Can I just say that fucking rocks that as yeah. soon as you said your name, somebody laughed at you in yeah. the background because that's how every Twitter name should be treated. Yes. <laughs> he said right yeah. as soon as he said, uh, My Instagram is Bingus of the Bongs. Is that what it was? Yeah, that's it. I heard a, like, the a hysterical laugh. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah it was really good. Well, thanks really for good. calling, and yeah, get a hold of Jeffrey, and, and uh, hopefully he'll get a hold of you, and he can share some experiences with you, and he's a union guy and uh, lives in New Orleans, so has dealt with some fucking strange restaurants, I'm sure, and uh, we'll, yeah. we'll make sure to get you in contact with anybody who contacts us, all right? What's his handle again? Uh, Eminent Prof. Like eminent professor without the esser on the end. All right. Thanks, guys. All right. Have a good night. On the have a good night. Uh, oh, sorry. On the thing about a uh, wizard, um, I was thinking of uh, the job that I've had that was uh, the most wizard, and that was a uh, closing as a barista. Like once once the doors are actually locked and it's just that time to yourself, that's officially wizard to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's when I see all kinds of crazy Snapchats from my friend that works at Starbucks, oh, playing yeah. just playing, playing around at Starbucks. Yeah. yeah. Did you see that picture of the movie theater workers laying on the floor? I did. Yeah, I was so surprised at you to say I wouldn't lay on that floor for a hundred dollars because I would lick that floor for fifty dollars. Oh, really? <laughs> I'm gross, dude. I've said well, it before. I'm I mean, laying anything. I I definitely would lay on that, but I'm saying the the if I was that employee and <clears throat> I was getting paid seven fifty an yes. hour and getting treated like shit. And at the end of it, I got to lay on a filthy floor. I would 
right. fucking be furious. If your boss was like, let's do a funny gimmick picture. Yeah. If it's just them playing around and doing a funny gimmick picture, that's one thing. But if it, if it was something like that. And again, uh, a plan that I have as far as the get movie theater people a bonus, bother Mark Ruffalo. If you can get an Avenger to tweet about how they deserve a bonus, this thing could catch fire. You know, and and what we're hearing a lot or what I'm hearing a lot about the Avengers bonus thing is they're like, well, the movie theaters don't make that much money off of, of showing a movie, which pisses me off because if you had that many people come through your business and you don't make that much money off of it, then what the fuck are you? What are we even doing here? What What is the movie theater even doing? You know what I mean? Like you can't have. The biggest movie, you're telling me that the biggest movie in the history of movies, you barely turned a profit on it. Like, get the fuck out of here, movie theaters. You can fuck off. Give them $100. Every single person that worked last weekend at that movie theater deserves $100 extra at the minimum. Uh, I mean, obviously, like, the, the bonus structure can move. Hundred dollars at least. That's what we want. I somebody sent me in a Yeah. <laughs> well somebody actually this is a pretty good idea. Someone said Disney should just do like that should be part of the contract, right? Whoa, should just geez. to build it in to be like, we're gonna film the movie, we're gonna pay you X amount of dollars, you're going to provide a hundred Disney dollars for our um, employees to come and be tricked into working for you in some sort of weird Perf. scheme. That is the most, that's who we have to go after because it's not fucking fair, dude. And it's all Disney movies too. Like these movies are all Disney movies. Disney movies can afford, Disney can afford to pay this. I can guarantee that. And I just think, I, I just think that like, uh, those people went through hell last week. Yeah. They're mm. going to go through hell when the new Spider-Man comes out. They're going to go through hell when Star Wars well, comes out. And if that, if it's three or four times a year where it's going to be like a crazy rush to these things, you can pay them more for those three times a year. It just, it, 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 to, to, if you want to tell me that the movie theaters aren't making money when that many people are running through the doors, then just release the movies on the fucking TV then. That's what everybody wants anyway. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like fuck the fucking movie theater. I don't give a shit how much they're making. Those people are working for movie theaters pay. Some guy was giving me shit about saying they deserve bonuses because he said, you know, most people that work at movie theaters are just movie nerds and they're only really doing it so that they can yeah. watch free movies. It's like, motherfucker, no. you he said I was. I'm like, you did that. You're projecting that on the people who go there because it's a fucking job. Yeah, I mean everybody's forced <laughs> to have everybody's theater, forced nice. to have money and movie theater seems like the least like thing that would make you hate yourself. Right. Yeah, it means or that closest you get, to something that's enjoyable or fun. And you get free movies and if you do like movies, I can but like that kind of thing is I think, I think people, people don't, don't understand, understand the baseline, baseline that, that I come, come from, from in, in that, that like, like getting, getting when, when you, you work, work at, at the, the movie theater, theater Getting, getting free, free movies, movies should, should just, just be like, like yeah, yeah, of course, course. You, you get free, free fucking movies. movies. You, you right. make the movies, you, you, you make, make the movies happen, happen, you get the free movies. movies. It's just like, it's not really a bonus. Yeah, per se. <laughs> it's right. not a benefit to me. You, you should get it's it. It's literally a matter of like a proximity. <laughs> like I could clock out and just walk in that fucking room and sit in a chair. 
You're not really going out of your way to give me anything here. I mean, people don't understand our baseline at all, where it's like if you work at, uh, let's say, Rob Wisman just posted this today, but when he worked at Walmart, uh, one year at Christmas, they were like, you know what, we was going to give you a bonus, but we decided that like what would be better is if we let you use your 10% discount on groceries this week. Oh, God. And that was what they did. And it's like the people, people probably, probably rush the store, store right? That's, of course, that's fucking. Of course. That's so I mean, fucking I would, grim. I would do yeah. that too. Like, yeah, I understand to, it. Yeah. yeah, take advantage of it if you can get but it. But ten percent is like no. that's, that's just like, like we're covering taxes. taxes. That's right. really like, what the fuck shop really for? well. You know what I mean? Like, if you do a real good job with coupons, you can get ten percent off right. groceries. But it's like at the grocery store. They should be getting 50% off their groceries. I know that sounds high to you, but it's only the people I mean, that fucking Close to cost. cost. I mean, yeah. yeah. Yes. And, you're, and, you're, and you're talking about, you're right, a um, hundred people that fucking work there, you know, compared to the thousands that are coming through and paying three to four times the actual cost of the damn thing. If you work at a grocery store, you deserve to get your groceries at cost. If you work at a clothing store, you should be able to get the stuff in that store at cost. Just like when I worked at the cable company, you're like, one of our great benefits it's free cable. I'm like, motherfucker, I installed the cable, so I deserve free cable. I should have free cable. That's not a benefit. That's the right thing to do. Right. You can't eat the deli meat and cheese from behind the counter. Yeah, for sure. You can. Just grab a piece, try it. All right. Make sure it's good. All right. I want to know that you stand behind it, right? Mm-hmm. Like, you, if you ain't eating stand behind what you stand behind this shit, why am I. What, what am I, I looking to you to sell me the shit for? Well, at exactly. At, not at Kroger. At uh, the cable company, they did say, we give you free cable because you need to know everything about this okay. cable. That's nice. We want you to know... We want you to know what channel shit's on. We want you to know how... you know the Your favorite way to use this. What do you think is fun? You know, tips and tricks. But at Kroger, they didn't give you shit. You didn't get a discount at Kroger. You didn't get a 1% discount at Kroger. Mm. Um, they would be like, you'll know when the deals are coming, though, before the customers. Okay. Oh, cool. Insider trading. Yeah. Yeah. And then, like, at, at uh, Chuck E. Cheese, you got, well, most of the time you got free food because, like, the kitchen would fuck up a pizza on per- fuck up, make an extra pizza on purpose, and then we would just eat that pizza. But sometimes they would make us throw that away. Sure. Like that a lot a of times, because you were supposed too. to pay 50, you're supposed to get 50% off the food. McDonald's gave free food. So, like, it's just, it's this weird thing where, like, these benefits, like, if you're selling the thing, you should get it as close to cost or free as possible. Yeah. I mean, I think you should get free groceries. Fuck it. I don't care. I'm, I'm an extremist, but who cares? It's uh, not I mean, that many of them. Right. Compared to what they're actually spending it on and the waste of you know, everything else and how much they're actually making for sure. It's, right. it's not that much. I mean, are they dropping the bucket? If they take advantage of it, then maybe you can make some things. Right. You know wait till I mean? we get there. Yeah. But wait till we get there. Cause you know that for, if I worked at a grocery store that first month where they were like, people don't oh, work yeah. here, get free groceries. I'd have seven carts of like Doritos. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> it's like, if you, it's like this, like Swedes to give people heroin for so long. Like if you're not going to eat, you're going to be like, I fucking don't like filet mignons anymore. They're kind of boring. You yeah. know, like well, after people, you've had them every other night, I just, the garbage people eat, especially like at that. Like oh, I know. Frozen. T- they would just be frozen Tyson chicken. Oh, yeah. oh they hell. At the yeah. grocery store, dude. When I would go to lunch, Pizza you're at a rolls. grocery store that Pizza has rolls, yes. you're at a grocery store that has hot food. There's a Wendy's and a Racks right by it that I worked at, and a Little Caesars right by it, where you could get individual size shit, right? And people just would buy this one dude I knew 
would buy a loaf of French bread and a Mountain Dew and sit out at the smoking table and eat the French bread and drink the Mountain Dew and smoke cigarettes during his lunch. That was like his whole the, fucking that's life. That's the most French Ohio shit or Ohio French shit <laughs> sure. I've ever heard in my fucking life. That's yeah. great. Or 25 cent bags of Funyuns. They had these little bags of like yeah. chips that were 25 cents each. And I probably had eight chips in them. But people would go buy eight bags of those and just and it's just like if you could get anything you wanted for free at the grocery store, people would just get hot pockets. Yeah. still they're not. Nobody is like trying to eat nobody, like expensive shit. No, they. I mean, Damn, don't people fucking intellectual takeout Brian over here, man. <laughs> people no, will just, just waste their free groceries I mean, on snacks. Some people will gravitate towards like the aged cheeses and the yeah. finer shit, but I try to drag people into it, and they're sure. like, "No, I like uh, like what are those slices that come in individual wraps? Uh, American what, what singles? Kind of, what yeah, cheese yeah, is that? Yeah. They're like, what, that, is, what is that from? Trying yeah. to get some of that Sargento over here. Yeah, Ooh, Sargento. Yeah. <laughs> I like something more. More crumbelievable. Oh, I thought, oh yeah, hey, there you could go. You, there you could go. you help me go and get this mild cheddar Sargento over here? <laughs> yeah, yeah. My family makes mild. me buy mild. Is mild cheddar. the lowest? Is there is there something else? Is there <laughs> stacking all of the cheese slices together and pretending to slice a slice off? Yeah, is there just like uh, like some sort of milk solid? Just something bland? Is yeah. there cold cheddar? Like just cold maybe or, or yeah. less milk block? Like like light cheddar. Uh, like just, light I mean, cheddar, actually, like, yeah, cheddar. Dude, mostly water. It's mostly water to tell you the truth. I hate the bite of regular cheddar. <laughs> oh, my! No, it just gets me sometimes right between the shoulder blades. You know that spot. I'm just like, ugh. Oof, but yeah, here's a perfect example of what I'm trying to say. Right? Is that like when cheese? When that cheese is on sale for a dollar eighty-eight a bag, mm. the first one that's gone is the mild cheddar. Yeah, like that's all People fucking go for gone. It. So. If you think all of a sudden you give grocery store, people that work at the grocery store, you can have any food you want. Yes. Three, four people are going to get a lobster. That is for sure. You have to chalk up that lost lobster as a loss. That's the problem. People are going to get ribeyes. People are going to get filet mignons. That will happen. But most people are going to buy a lot of candy. Some ice cream, cream. pizza rolls, and Hot Pockets. Because that's all I would have eaten. That's all I would have got at the time. Folks, well, there's a new era at Walmart. And we'd like to announce that for all of our employees, you will get 100% free groceries. And to usher in this new era, we're going to be selling new lower grades of cheddar cheese. (laughs) A lighter version. (laughs) Technically lower than... New era. Technically lower than is legally allowed for human consumption. But we can ride it off as pig food. (laughs) That is what they would do, though, dude. That is, they would be like, you get free groceries. Yeah, you get the whole. You get get Old Roy. You're going to eat Old Roy. (laughs) If you get the free, you can have all the free groceries you want. You gotta eat the dog food. You gotta eat a little dog food. (laughs) Again, it comes back to the Alpo shop house. They're like, well, it's required. That does give you at least 1,200 calories per day. We have to provide that. We've chose with dried meat pellets. You get one meal of dog food a day, and then you can have anything. 1,200 calories in dog food, and then they provide the rest. Fuck, I love that, dude. Yeah, I would eat. I I could do. I could eat through 1,200 for whatever I want after that. Right. If you're gonna get like. If I get a, a, a ribeye steak and a baked potato with aged cheddar on that thing. <laughs> light aged. Light, no, light, 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 light cheddar. I like Canadian four-year-aged ch- 
cheddar. I like New York cheese. sharp, like New York harsh, like that kind of abrasive yeah, yeah, cheddar. Yeah, like that's nice just like sharp. I'm fucking on the sandwich here. <laughs> hey, whoa, I'm agitating your taste buds over here. Hey, yeah. yeah. So Classic. I would like sharp cheddar. Short. I get this Canadian four year age cheddar that I buy. With the baked potato. If I could Actually, have that. Actually, Clychester, the English people do cheddar better. Yeah, well, i just Canadian. Okay. And if I, I get name brand pop, of course. you got to be allowed to get the name brand pop. Yeah. Which yeah. I'm kind of irritated about right now in the cereal, right? We are supposed to be trying to create a healthier world. Okay, we're supposed to be discouraging. Are we? We, we should be. Right? <laughs> yes, okay, there we go. And there's a lot of talk about it out there. <laughs> right. You don't act, don't act like they aren't saying. I like, know. Hey, I'm can with you. You drink less pop. Can you I know. Eat I... Less sugary cereal. Yeah. Why come? The only way that you can get a deal on pop is if you buy fucking thirty six of them. Like why is that? <laughs> You're the right. only way You're I right. can get a You're deal right. is if I buy three twelve. Packs they're like, we've of got them. these mm-hmm. little eight ounce cans. They're only a nickel a piece. Yeah, you know, like, <laughs> yeah. Okay, you just those. get them in a sixty four pack. Yeah, yeah, that's the that's like the, trick. the only way I can get a huge box of fruity pebbles for three dollars is if I buy two huge boxes of fruity pebbles. See. And it's like, why are you making me buy all this? I just want the one box. I don't want it all. I can't have it all in my house. I can't have. 36 seven ups in my house or i will drink six seven ups every single day because it'll feel unlimited to me yeah you know like i don't I'm a you're not even making a dent i'm bottomless right here. you're like shit there's all these seven ups that are piling up outside the fridge there isn't even any I, room to put them in there I, I there's no reason out of here. there's no reason i need this two pounds of chicken salad but it's just such a better deal than the one pound yeah yeah I mean, they sell all the junk food on sale, but you got to buy a lot of it, and that bothers me. Okay. Yeah. I, I mean, agree. what about Commit to Be Fit? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, sure. You know, Broad Street's called Commit to Be Fit Lane. We aren't committing to be fit with those kind of prices. Yeah, we need to work on it. You pay five forty nine for one 12-pack of 7-Up, but you can get three of them for $11. That's... No, I'm not putting up with it. Let's take another call and go to break. Yes. Uh, see who's on the line. Yeah, yeah we're about the grocery store. We're like ninety minutes in here. We've got the call queue is bumping. Uh-oh. We're gonna have to do some sucker work here Lightning <laughs> to get through this. This work. is gonna be some call center shit. I'm here playing around, man. I'm here having a fun playing around time. I'm sorry. Thanks for calling tonight. You're talking to Street Fight. Hey, is this me? It is you. I mean, it's like a philosophical thing of what you are. Are you the tree or are you the wind that moves the tree damn dude uh, um you know I'd, I'd like to think that i'm the wind yes you are dude so you yeah probably you're... the tree no 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 you are you're a physical force of nature <laughs> well yeah what's up my name is jenkins thanks for what's calling up? in how you doing what's going on tonight yeah so i've got one drinking at work story i i wasn't the one drinking but uh, mainly I wanted to talk about metrics and, like, how that works in call centers and whatnot. Yeah. Right. We love it. Yeah, so I used to work in a call center. I uh, I took calls for DirecTV, mm. doing, like, tech support and like, sales. The enemy of mine. You're mm. my natural enemy, by the way. You work for hey, that's right. I, a satellite company and, yeah. which makes you an enemy of the cable man, but also... You're in the call center side and not the tech side outside, which then also makes you my enemy. So, but I, I'm gonna let oh, bygones dude, I, I be bygones. I tried to make it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
the thing with the metrics is I try to make it so that, like, there's as few tech guys getting sent out as possible because, like, like, I don't try to send people out to, like, go program remotes and whatnot because good. They, they wouldn't get paid for that. That's good they to They charge the customer for that. And, yeah, but, like, I, I, was a good, I was a good tech support guy. Like, I had really good numbers uh, where, where it mattered for, like, the customer and the tech side. But when it came to... Being good for the business, I wasn't too good on that. Same here. Smart. Same here, dude. I, I was exactly the same. <laughs> it's like they would be like, Brian, I remember when they were telling us to upsell everybody HBO, and I was like, I'm never going to do that. I would, I've told people to cancel HBO because there ain't nothing on it. I'd be like, buddy, I have HBO because I get all the channels, and I'm going to tell you I never watch it. Or, or the one I always told people to cancel was Stars. It's like, hmm. you think Stars is good when you don't have it because the grass is always greener, but right. once you get it, it's like, this Stars is bullshit. You know, you get the movie once in the red box and watch it. You don't need to see it 47 times. You're paying $13 a month for Stars. Yeah, yeah, that's steep. I know. <laughs> that's very steep. People with paying people people with cable and satellite, we're paying. We pay 9.99 a month for a network uh, or maybe 10 50, maybe between 10 and 15 dollars a month for like something like Netflix, which is basically a channel and it sucks and we complain about it, but at least we get a bunch of possibilities for that amount of money. Back in the day, we were getting cable, which we already paid for all the regular cable, yeah. and then we were stacking fifteen dollar charges on top of fifteen dollar charges to have no, the premium. Chance. Yeah, cable. It was like sixty dollars for cable. It's like, well, I need to spend fifteen on stars because I'm spending too much on rentals, and it's just to get like access to Encino Man. <laughs> Hell yeah! I, I didn't mean to take you off track there. I just I I was always so mad about stars and and Showtime because I would be like watching HB. I'd have HBO. <laughs> and I'd be like, only fucking all the good movies are on fucking stars and Showtime. And then when I got all the channels, I was like, there ain't no good movies on any. Yeah, these mm-hmm. are all bad. Every one of the channels is bad. These are the cheapest movies they could get. <laughs> yeah. All right, I'm not gonna take I you like on track stars, anymore. Uh, yeah, I like stars from like a from like a uh, call center perspective because you get like a lot of really old people. And like they get the stars encore bundles so they can get like the Western channel. That's all they want to watch. But they end up getting stars and encore. And I'll tell them, hey, uh, you want to bring that bill down? We can get you uh, just encore. We can ditch the stars. You don't watch any of that, do you? Yeah, right. No, I just watch the Western channel. Oh, the Western channel so, rocks, though. <laughs> that was yeah. like my top. I ain't never watched it, but like that was like the thing for the, the old boomer customers. Yeah, takes them back to the old days. I mean, old dudes, man. Old, especially boomer guys. Boomers were just like, they just, they would watch Westerns. Well, they were raised on Cowboys, dude. Like, Cowboys were big. They would wish that Westerns, Cowboys were basically like the MCU back then. Like, yeah, John Wayne was Iron Man. (laughs) Man, yeah. But, I mean, I love Westerns, too. I think they fucking rock. But the the ones where they sing are kind of corny, you know. Oh. But the rest of them are not bad. I mean, you what know. Oklahoma or what? What singing? It's just like about? a paint your wagon sort of thing or something. Oh. Just the ones that were more like fun. I like like the man with no name, like the good, the bad, and the ugly. Fistful of dollars for a few dollars more. I like Once Upon a Time in the West kicks ass. Yeah, like I like those. Those fucking were all sprawling. Just Sergio Leone. 
Yeah, these those uh, three ten to Yuma though the modern one with Russell Crowe. Oh yeah, that one. <laughs> that movie fucking kicks ass. Young Guns. Yeah. Uh I mean, I could just go Unforgiven. Like I yeah, love Unforgiven Cowboys is good. too. I think Cowboys were the coolest folk. Like they were our coolest superheroes. Were Cowboys. Um. Yeah, I mean, as like a superhero. I yeah. mean, I was raised on Brave Star, so that was like my number one. Alien cowboys. Yeah, actually, they were cowboys in space. Horse cowboys, weren't they? No, he was uh, like made of. He was bullet was made of like metal. He was like a metal horse. Why did I think Brave Star was an actual like horse person that walked on two? He legs? does. Yeah, he like he drew, he draws guns on people and shit. Oh man, and he gets carry him off that planet. Is that what it's called? Yeah, I don't remember Jason the name of had it. some Brave Star toys. So. Brave Star. All right, we we are trying to get through calls. Yeah, sorry, you're right, right now. We're, What's we're up? What, uh, let's let you. You're steering now. Go for it. <laughs> All right. So yeah, uh, I got that job uh, taking calls for the call center. We had this lady in our training class. Uh, she was like an older lady, and she always she was always drinking from this big old like uh, this cup, and like. One day she uh, she forgot to take her cup home, and somebody like like, hey, she didn't bring her cup home, and they smelled it, and it was booze. Oh, mm-hmm. uh oh, mm-hmm. and we didn't see her after that. Wait, what? Oh no, someone told. That sucks. I guess. Well, I I think what, it was like a few years ago, so I can't quite remember. But I think what happened was someone smelled it, and I think like uh, a, one of the TLs was like right there, so. There was, oh. like, somebody already like, had to do something about it. Right. That's uh, so somebody told but, yeah, I mean, that's, they no, no, it? no, some like a team leader was there and like, hey, they left their cup. And they're like, wait, there's booze in this cup. And then the team leader hears it and is like, well, I have to go report this now. No, you don't. You don't. Yeah. You don't. I agree. I mean, you're covering your ass. Of course, people. I uh, mean, that's how they become team leaders is the type of dorks that go and tell immediately because well, that's what they just default to authority. Otherwise, they get fired. CYA, right? It's like, that's what they used to say to me at pretty much every orientation. It's like, look, if you're out there and shit seems weird, you need a CYA. I, at the cable company, it was very much always about getting somebody to, like, if you fucking scrape their wall, it's like, get them to, you know, get them to, like, put a little check mark next to I scraped your wall so that they can't sue us for it later. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so it was always just that kind of thing. So. Yeah, yeah, I, I'm sure she had to. That fucking sucks. Was the person drinking all the time? Oh yeah, um, she had kind of a problem too, because like, um, it, it like affected her like nerves or whatever. So like, she had really shaky hands. But yeah, like she she was definitely an alcoholic. That fucking sucks, though. I well, it sucks. I I hate the idea of somebody like their life going down like kind of the tubes at work and. And having to drink, but I also just like, man, if she's going to work and she's doing her job and she's not bothering anybody, she, uh, I assume she wasn't getting like shitty drunk and yelling at people and stuff. I just kind of feel like it's like that lead could have taken a, that lead could have just looked away. Oh, I don't smell nothing. What? That smells like alcohol. Maybe somebody's cleaning their earrings over here. Mm-hmm. You never know, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> so true. I'm always just like, Ooh, these earrings are itching. 
I gotta take care of this right now. <laughs> gotta take out my pocket acetone for it. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, that sucks. Well, uh, I want to thank you for calling and getting me talking about cable. I appreciate it. Even though we're enemies, you're my friend in life. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I'm actually... I mean, satellite cable, it's all the same. It's just mm. uh, way too expensive pay TV. I don't know. Yeah, that's true. I'll agree with that. But cable is superior is what I'm trying to say. But mm. that's cool, though. <laughs> Me just throwing shots. For one no more reason. flex. I just care one about more cable, flex. You know? Well, cable comes through a cord and satellite comes through the air. And we all know that through a cord is always better than through the air. Yeah, it's just jacked, that's the fact. I have to be Jack. jacked in. Yeah. I love jacking in, dude. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So you want to take a break now and then rip through these calls and, and get... And and then let Marvin, you know, hook us up. Uh, yeah, with, I love that with idea. Some special stuff. You I like love that? that idea? Yeah. I'm not hooked up to do anything. Thank you for. Am I supposed to be playing the music? Yes, yes oh, he is. Shit. If you go to your Facebook, you'll see a message in there with a link to this. I'm sorry. Uh, I'm thank at... you for tuning into Street Fire Radio for chatting along with us. Uh, I just wanted to let you know. I was actually named after Brett Maverick, the James Garner one from the TV show. Of so. course, you're named after a fucking yeah, cowboy. That's from a where TV my mom show. got you're my so name. Cool, man. Yeah, so I don't even have to watch the movies. Really, I just live it. You know, uh, you are a cowboy. Though me and no. you, we've said that from the beginning. That me and you, because we live in Ohio, where where there's a lot of farmland. Uh, that me and Brett are, we're basically cowboys and farmers. Yeah. That's just the way it is. And I actually, you know what? I watched The Good, The Bad, The Ugly this week. It's funny oh, that came up. I um, am just like, it's one of those ones like where I'm just by myself and I'm like, and then they did this and then he did this and it was like so great. And then like this happened, like the way that it's about three people and then like they're, they're not all together. You know, at once, it's like two of them together, and then they all three to get together, and then they break apart again, and then finally it just builds to that last part, and everything about it is just such a fucking amazing movie. That I love goddamn it. And, fucking song, but, man. But, you know, the funniest thing, you know what I noticed about it is that in the middle, that Civil War captain, he's a drunkard, and is like... He's like pontificating about, you know, every day I send men on that bridge to die. And, you know, if that goddamn bridge and is, 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 you know, uh, the bane of my existence and I can't take it out. And, you know, he's like complaining and they're going to another barrage and all these men are dying and he gets wounded. And it felt like Monty Python parody to Hell me. Yeah. Like it took the civil war and was like, look how stupid these fucking people were. Yeah. yeah. You know, the good, the bad and the ugly guys were like, navigating around them <laughs> making two hundred thousand dollars these fucking people were lining up in a row wearing matching uniforms and shooting at each other and uh i was like it was just so fucking brilliant and i was i was I, like because that perspective he doesn't really have any sort of patriotism wrapped up in that mm -hmm. he, no. he just nakedly puts it on film as what it was and you know it was it was good that's I, that's I, bring out your dead that's what that is you're what? talking about the Monty Python uh, yes. analogy. That's right. what it is. It's bring out your dead, what you're describing yeah. here. Yeah. I was really, I, I, I remember watching that. I didn't watch that movie for the first time until I was in my late 20s. And just, I fell so head over heels in love with the Tuco, the guy that yeah. plays Tuco. Because first of all, he wears his gun on a necklace around his neck. Yeah. And he is such a fucking scumbag. Yeah. <laughs> and I just, that was one of those times where like I watched the movie and I think if I had seen it when I was younger, I would have just only been focused on Clint Eastwood. 
but that fucking Tuco character really grabbed me. Like, I saw it at a time in my life where, like, oh, my God, what a great fucking character. You know? Yeah, I... Uh, He's such a piece of shit when he's sitting in a bathtub with his gun just around his neck waiting for somebody to come in and try to kill him because he's fucked over every person in the world. Yeah, and that's also, he seems to get uh, jumped in the bath a lot. Yeah, yeah, well, you know, that's how it happened back then. All right, let's play a song. We got Chiller. Chiller, yes, they're from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Chiller PBH, we're going to play it. You're going to listen, and then we are going to take one second here, but we are going to come back, and we are going to rip through calls, and we have a special... Seance. I think me and Brett are getting presented some gifts, so I don't know if it's special to you people, but it's special to us because we like gifts. Hey, live on the stream in just a few minutes, folks, behold the exchange of magical crystal energy live in your phone or tablet device. Uh, this is Chiller. You can find them at chillerpgh.bandcamp.com. It should be playing. Good. It's not playing. It's not playing. Okay, well... And we're back. Uh, so that was Chiller. I'm in Oakland. Yeah, pretty good avant-garde piece I know. there. Yeah, it's one of those ones that get you to think. Like, it's annoying when you someone puts out a project that's, that's like playing. 34 minutes of silence. But when it's two seconds of silence, it's like, how precious like, is that moment? That was that was a, 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 that was a modern-day equivalent of 433. It's, it's a commentary, a meta-commentary, yeah. if you will, on our atomized, it's, fast-moving lives. It's updated. It's oh, in a yes. more digestible form for this day and age. Oh, yes. New music. Yeah. Yeah, brilliant, so brilliant things coming out of Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. Are we ready to just go? Have the real just stuff. Okay. I think I'm wrong. You ready, Jason? <laughs> well, I'm not playing it. Yet. Oh, I am playing it now. They can't take us down if we right, just ready? hum the song. That's true. It's playing. People love Led Zeppelin. Hell yeah. <laughs> They, they just can't get enough. That That's why you just oh is, is that Eric? Uh, Sunshine if you're loving. Oh yeah, that is yeah. It's, yeah. it's the same guy. Yeah. Oh oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, a lot of people don't know it. Didn't know that Jimmy Page, Eric Clapton, same guy. Exact uh, same guy. Zero yeah, difference. Yeah. Just people just changed the wig. I can try Jeff Beck. It was. I was like brilliant guy. wig work. They just were new. They knew physical prosthetics in a way that it's just been thing. lost to antiquity at this point. We 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 rely so much on CGI nowadays. Yep. Practical effects have people, gone by the wayside. People don't want to do the hard work of having two separate rock and roll personalities. Yes. They want to be one uh, Hannah Montana superstar that can have it all. I mean, and we promise these people. They can be a triple threat who, who um, without developing it? like a Chris Gaines, that, uh, Garth and, Brooks and, di- diversion, you know, between your fan bases. Exactly. A division. Make it make a cut there and, you know, really go for it. Well, I think we could go. I think that if we did uh, maybe a moment for people to right? take the five minutes of silence cool. or something, maybe if people just uh, people really meditated it for a minute. You just live in the moment like a
Hey, what's up? up? We're back at Street Fight Radio. Call-in show. That was chiller with music. And I don't know how long it played because my stupid computer for some reason is turning off. So, I don't know, man. Let's let Brett do an official bring us back from break. Yeah, thanks everybody for listening to Street Fight Radio. We're here. Um, Hope you took that moment of silence to think a little bit about your life and where you are and uh, where you want to be in the coming year. Uh, we're trying to send positive vibes and good energy to everybody. That's why we brought in one of our crystal experts this week for the call-in show, uh, Marvin. Uh, thank you for being here. Street Fight Radio, as always, we do call-in shows every single Sunday. Next Sunday, May 12th, we're doing the ABCD Anybody But Cis Dudes call-in show. So we need you all to show up and uh, get in here. We got a pretty full queue right now so it's going to be lightning round those of you that are on the line uh get your shit in and then we got to go but for now i think i'd like to realign uh some of my uh disparate energy right now all right oh baby well i have got just the thing for you now you wanted to deal with anxiety and depression. Now, uh, both a rose quartz and amazonite, when used either separately or in conjunction, can help deal with these things. Rose quartz uh, has been jokingly called by uh, the, the show Episode 1, the horny crystal. That's not necessarily untrue of it. Oh, this um, is a horny crystal? Well, it deals a lot oh. with love, but it also deals a lot with, uh, a lot with uh, um, sort of uh, letting yourself uh, sort of let go of past things like that. Uh, it can relieve a... a it, ostensibly a lot of depression a lot of things that uh, might weigh you down it uh, kind of lifts you out of that makes you a little more open and the amazonite is um uh, strictly speaking to kind of calm the nervous energy oh, that's what I need that you might have that's so i, I, I brought amazonite. you i brought you each uh one of each oh good i'm gonna keep these in my pocket yes from now on is that where you're supposed to keep them what do you do what is it just some people, should i eat this yes uh, no, okay. some people you crush it up and you snort it. No, some people uh, what they do is uh, they like to you know put it on a necklace or what have you. Sometimes yeah, you can have it in your pocket. I was given a a, a selenite wand uh, when I began my tenure at Cleveland Area Paranormal Society. I've had it in my bag, and ever since then my life has been pretty decent. Whether that means anything, who can say? But actually, we can say. Um, if it I can, works. if I can get into it just for a moment. Sure. All right, I'm just gonna get this uh, out of the way here real quick. Um, what we do, uh, primarily, is a lot of uh, haunted history tours, ghost tours, uh, classes on various uh, things of esoteric nature. Uh, you've got uh, clapped, uh, classes about uh, cryptids. I teach one about conspiracies. Um, the classes on tarot. Uh, we've got tarot readings as well. Uh, classes even on uh, potions and runes and these sorts of things. We have all kinds of things constantly going on. We've got an online shop for all kinds of uh, fun things you might want. We can do uh, custom candles and all of the things, so... You know, uh, pretty much anything you would uh, like to find. Cleveland Area Paranormal Society. Uh, we've got a lot going on, and uh, highly uh, encourage you to check that out. We've got our own website, cleparanormal.com, and uh, look us up on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. We're all over it. Yeah, I gotta say, looking at this rock, it's like so fucking pretty that I'm like, uh, really, what do I have to be depressed about, you know? Exactly. Exactly. I'm not it's feeling, tight. I'm not having a panic attack right now. This is like a sea punk rock. Exactly. Is it? It is. Sea punk rock. It's like two beautiful colored rocks. I took a picture and posted them on my uh, Twitter. We are crystal guys now. Street Fight is a... We're going to test these out. Every competitive edge we can get, whether it's drugs or crystals. Yeah. And and we're going to test these out. And you never know. Maybe the Street Fight store will have crystals soon. 
Yes. You know, we can sell crystals. <clears throat> it, we're we're doing like the FDA, like if there was an anarchist FDA, we're that we're that. We're um we're going to evaluate what the crystals do for us. And I'm telling you right now, I'm not having a panic attack. And I'm holding this right now. I'm impressed. I'm not sad. No. No. Kind of not, not sad. A, oh, I mean, no. I'm existentially sad all okay. the time. But I'm not sad. Maybe a wand, if you could kind of wipe that away. If you could wipe away the existential sadness out of the ether. I put them on my temples. I'm okay. holding them on my temples right now, and I'm kind of hoping the healing powers of the crystals go into my brain. Yeah. Um, could Now, would you recommend opening the skull and using the stones to actually smooth your brain out to get rid of some of the bad thoughts? You know, uh, brain smoothing is a time-honored tradition in a lot of these circles, and uh, sometimes the best way to do it is to smooth the brain from within. Ah, uh, yes. Th think the thoughts which make you feel the dumbest. And these <laughs> things, these things will smooth the brain and open you to new experiences. Yes. And this is what Cleveland Area Paranormal Society is all about. Yes, yes. I put them in my hat. Bathe in ignorance. put my hat on so they're under my hat. Now, if I fall on my head, that's going to be bad. Right, but no, it, rocks in my it will head. merge them with your brain, yeah, thus making you more powerful than you could that's, ever imagine. That shit's gonna basically get lodged into your crown chakra. Yeah, it's so, going to level you up. Are oh, yeah. there? And and this is a question that everybody's gonna think I'm goofing around and stuff. Are there crystals that could make me already one of the most powerful, strong men that I know in my life more powerful and strong? Is mm. that I'm gonna go buy some if there are. Yeah, Listen, I, I buddy, there's there, there's a there's a phrase in, in the community here. You goddamn better believe there's a crystal for that. Okay, I, I have one. I have a recommendation. Mm. Um, best crystal. Uh, it's called made of iron. You get okay. it. It weighs like twenty five to a hundred pounds. Wow. Um, you lift it. Okay. You lift it every single day. It will make you powerful. What? Well, I don't need that great. though. Dude, you're talking about lifting weights. You're being a goofball. That's 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 from the earth. That's well, using the, the earth to make you that's more true, powerful. Man. How are you gonna hate on something that comes from the earth, bro? Well, I'll say this. And I, and once you get, you can wear a kettlebell around your neck. Like that okay. would be your crystal. Okay. You go talk to anybody in my social circle. Brett knows like all my friends pretty much, and they're gonna tell you right now. Strongest guy I know is Brian. He is the number one. Strongest, most powerful, and kick-ass guy I know. I, you know, my wife would tell you. I don't think there's a crystal that could. I wouldn't want to see him stronger. Yeah. I not to, just one quick question, just to to clear things up. Uh, now, what about crystal meth? Does um, that help? We well, it really depends. But uh, we highly advise against that at Cleveland well, Area Paranormal Society for a number of reasons. Well, yeah, it'll make you see spirits, but like if you keep dipping into that well, it'll drive you mad. See, the thing about this is that shadow people—you don't really want that to be a recurring thing. In that's your true. Life. That's true. You just need to get confirmation and then oh, dip yeah. out. Then Absolutely. just realign your life, knowing that people are living in the corner of your eyeballs. Have oh, I ever yeah. told you guys I saw a shadow man? Who hasn't? Oh, I have. Everybody yeah, in the sure. world. I've seen one. Come I on, saw man. one for real, and um, it has always stuck with me forever because I was sitting in my basement at my house and probably watching something on TV. I don't HBO, mm -hmm. likely. Right. Stoned. Are you sure it wasn't stars? It could have been. I was stoned as shit, and I was laying in the basement in my childhood home on Albany Drive, and I look over, and a thing that is 
probably the size of a toddler. We're talking this big, black as all night, just like a shadow. It ran down the stairs and in across and into the bathroom. Yeah. And I fucking saw this, not on acid, which you wouldn't even see that on acid. Even if I was on acid, how often do you really hallucinate on acid? And so I was on like probably the weak drugs, like weed. And uh, I saw this thing, and I am 100% positive that I saw it, and um, it exists. And it wasn't until I got older and me and you started dicking around with ghosts and stuff that I heard that that was actually a thing. Yeah, we're going to have to put a pin in this because the shadow people conversation, if we crack that open, will lead us into five more hours of call-in show. Are you worried oh, God, about yeah, uh, probably... the shadow? Okay. All well, right, I'm man. just saying, let's get these calls rolling. Let's get the calls rolling. People don't care about my shadow issues. They do, actually. I'm just saying it's a lot. We just pivoted into something, and we have a lot on our plate. Hey, what's up? How's it going? Hey, what's up, Fred? It's Eminent Prof. How you doing? Oh, nice update to hear your voice. I'm wearing crystals in my hat, baby. Woo! So y'all were just talking about some supernatural shit, and uh, so one of the things that they love to talk about in some of these fucking tours that they do through New Orleans is these spirit orbs. Yeah. So, like, when people are taking pictures, they'll, <laughs> like, on, especially on these ghost tours, which they love ghost tours in this city, um, but they'll they'll talk about these just sort of, like, just shiny lights that come from, you know, wherever the fuck, and all of these, um, you know, all, all of these sort of, I mean, basically they're carnies, right? They're, they're these tour guides, and they'll just say, oh, yeah, that's Spirit Orb. And they just like they'll just say, "Don't you see that that's like your aunt or uncle or whatever? Like that if that's in these these visions and these pictures." And it's just kind of like you know pushing people down that road, but it's always fun. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the spirit orbs are really cool to me, but uh, I love it. Yeah. Obviously fake. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I would say I, I like it if someone's like, oh, oh, really, there is magic in the world and we're all just energy that exists. And But then they take that as confirmation that they should be as homophobic or as they right, are, right, like, right. to ramp it up. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Let me say this. Like, something that Brett said to me, and it was it's really weird as a parent. Both of us are parents. And something Brett said to me a long time ago was something that I felt, too, when my daughter was, like, kind of his age up until like seven or eight. And and it is that like kids legitimately 100% believe that there is magic happening in the world. Like your daughter, Brett, likely thinks that Superman is actually happening. There is one. Like she has a really boring life, but there is there somewhere in the world. There are people that have superhuman powers. Yeah. And, and it like is beautiful and it, it, it might even be, why we're more happy at that age. It maybe it's the less responsibility, sure. But I tend to believe, because I wasn't happy when I was a kid, that no that that like it's like a state of mind. Because when I was a kid, I was profoundly unhappy because I hated that adults could tell me what to do. You know what I mean? And it just it felt like I always felt like I was being oppressed from the very beginning, you know, <laughs> whether it was like at that time, adults and teachers, and now it's the cops and the government or whatever, and that sort of thing. But I think that kids that haven't cl- clued into the fact that they're being dominated 24 hours a day, seven days a week, they're happy because they believe there's magic and energy in the air. And that, you know, 
my kid used to think that like she would set up little houses in the backyard that were fairy houses where she believed that at <laughs> night fairies would come to the house and like sit in the house and relax yeah. and then leave before she got there. And that maybe, maybe someday she would come out and the fairies would be there. Sure. And that has to be a great <laughs> feeling. Yeah. I'm going back. I'm it's gonna, not I'm even gonna... that much different for like adults. Like adults who just want to like have the same shit just for hummingbirds. Yeah, <laughs> it is mm-hmm. no fucking. Di- you're exactly right. It's like a hummingbird feeder. <laughs> well, you gotta pay off them. <laughs> That's true. But they think yeah, they're gonna. You're gonna see the hummingbird. They- yeah, and they're like majestic as hell. You're like, oh, look, oh, everybody get over here. Cool. No, yeah. I'm not talking shit about hummingbirds. My daughter believed for many years that she did catch a leprechaun. Oh, uh, very nice. Like, she put I, a trap for a leprechaun in the stump of a... Like, so at the bottom of a tree, there was a little opening hole. And she put something in there to catch a leprechaun. I think it was, like, change or something like that. <laughs> yeah. And then somebody <laughs> they, 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 They're addicted. Yeah, and then somebody came and the got... A pot of gold. Yeah, somebody came and got the change, or somebody cleaned it up, probably thought it was a mess because they put a bunch of stuff around it. They came and got it, and then the next day we went to the playground, and none of that shit was there. And she was like, the leprechaun came and yeah. took my change. And I was just like, there's no such <laughs> thing. I would tell her, like, mm. there's no such thing as leprechauns, yeah. kid. And she was just like, okay, then why is the change gone? And I was like, good point. Flawless. I guess we're not yep. arguing anymore. Yep. yep. Well, But uh, how's teaching going, Jeff? The past month of my life, like literally the past five weeks, I've been testing. Ugh. So I'm, I'm going in, I'm going in, I'm like going to essentially like make my kids who can't read, read a grade level test and just sitting there and just say, Oh, do your best. Oh, do your best. And kind of like coax them through it. So it's been fucking miserable the past, oh, the past right. month. But I've, they, I've been doing a lot of reading, uh, which is nice, but, uh, those, th- those things, take that, a, those things been do- brutal. Those things do take a toll on those kids. I, I mean, my daughter has this thing called yeah, air testing, cool. and she does them, but they spread them out a lot more. Like she does one a week Mm-mm. for like six weeks. Yeah, and uh, they just they they're like bring in snacks, do this, do that, do anything that can make yeah. you feel comfortable because it really takes a toll on those kids. It's it's sad that that's what they have them in there doing. Yeah, I was partying with a teacher over the weekend uh, that said like. It's ridiculous because her class sizes are like 27 kids, which is like you cannot even focus that much. One person cannot focus that much energy on, on 27 of anything. Have they tried crystals? Did, have, right. has, has she tried any crystals? And that, she, like, and, and that they have kids that like she has – they have counselors there like on a schedule like every other day, like Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. So if it's Thursday and a kid has a meltdown or their fucking dad got arrested in the morning and they're not feeling so well, nobody there to talk to them except for the teacher, you know? Oh, my God. Or whatever. You know what? I mean – Oh, what, my God. I had that problem all the time. Yeah. Yeah, you're just – I had that problem all the time. You're left alone. My kid. It was like uh, – so – the way that they've done things, I'm sorry, Brett. No, you, you were talking. No, you know more about it than me. I'm just fucking. I was like hammered, listening to someone and going, "No fucking way." <laughs> yeah, no. Uh, like, like so. The, 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 it's even crazier right now because the way that they have things organized at my school. So I teach special education, and they have like special education social workers who's there part time. Plus, we have a regular social worker who's not supposed to talk to the special education kid. So 
when the special education social workers here, these kids who have special needs, don't have somebody to talk to, even though some most of the time there's somebody to talk to there. It, uh, so they're basically doing a segregation in a lot of fucking stupid ways. Yeah, that seems that seems counterintuitive to helping the students get the best education. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah, mean, yeah. Everything... And I, think, I mean, like most of the kids that I get a problem with is with their that they're you know not getting what they need at home or they're not you know whatever you know the the, the demands of the education system are pretty draconian. Well, there's and I the mean, fact that they're yeah, there's chem- there's chemical imbalances, there's uh, learning disabilities, there's all kinds of things that people have and that are you know we all went through and came out on the other side all right but it requires like uh it requires the proper tools and resources and people to help make it happen mm-hmm. right exactly like it's shit you need and the, the sort of prevailing uh attitude is there's no excuse for any of this shit for teachers or for kids yeah. and so as a result you know it's just beat you down if you're not doing the thing that we expect you to do all the time you're you're in a city that has a lot of charter schools too right so i'm right next to new orleans i'm i'm in jefferson parish so um it's right next door and new orleans just got finished charterizing uh like every school in new orleans is charterized in orleans parish and now they're starting to like creep into our area and, like, now, all of a sudden, the teachers in Jefferson Parish are like, oh, I'm not worried. I don't like this. Yeah. You know, before, they didn't give a shit. What's the pay? Is is there, like, for a teacher, is the pay better with a charter school or with a, a public school? So, the, 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 from what I understand, uh, it can vary. But for the charter schools, it can be, like, slightly higher in terms of, like the salary, but they don't have none of these charters except for maybe two in the entire city of about, you know, probably about 70 or 80 schools in Orleans Parish. None of them have a contract that essentially defends what the, what, what the teachers are like. It, it doesn't enumerate what their rights are in any sort of consistent way across the board. So there was a really good report that came out last year, maybe the year before, I talked about charter school workers and charter school teachers working like 80-hour weeks for these crazy long amounts of time. And that's at least something that I don't have to deal with. Mm-hmm. Like, I can be out the door, even though I'm grading and doing all this other crap at home. Um, sure, but you don't have to do it. I, I, I can be out the door. Yeah. And, and is it is it like a lot of... Uh... Is it like a lot of uh, um, I'm trying to think of uh, so there's less rights. Is it just less rights? Is the job less stable than teachers were in public yeah. oh. school systems? At the charters, they need they, they they need a lot less of a um, they need a lot less they need, they don't need to show quite as much of their work to yeah. get rid of somebody, right? They, they can just essentially say, oh, we're not renewing your contract because you're, you're essentially contract like year to year or maybe like you'll get two years. I'm not exactly sure how it works. I'm, the, I'm not a great person to talk about for the charter specifically, but I just know that they are significantly more precarious than a lot of these teachers and uh, school workers in, in the places that still have traditional like public schools. 
Right. And I don't want to like sound like a reactionary and saying like the old way is the good way or whatever. Sure. But more protections for workers is better than fewer protections for workers. Right. And, and, and I mean, we, Columbus is in like a really unique position and, and we watched a lot of charter schools go, go to shit and like just fucking disappear uh, a couple of years ago. Right. Brett, remember a couple of years ago when ECOT was here? And it was like kids were taking computers home to do their work and the goddamn business yeah. folded yeah. like in March. And these kids didn't even know if they were going to be able to get into another school and, and start doing their yeah. finish their school out. Like there were kids whose graduation was in doubt because the private business that ran their school shit the bed. And it's like, man, we can't like, you know, we said that in the capitalism video, something's fucking aren't supposed to make money yeah well and that's one of those things that's one of those yeah. fucking things where like we complain about npr or whatever and they push that whole waiting for superman bullshit you know what i'm talking about i mean that whole like yeah. movie oh, that yeah. was just a love oh, yeah. letter to that bullshit it's 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 just you know i, I don't know bill gates fuck that guy absolutely well, yeah. Yeah, yeah i think that i think the, the, the really what sucks is that, is that we can't, can't we can't have everybody stand up and say, like, do we want to do what's right for these kids or do we want to ham and haul about pennies and dollars that y'all gladly spend on other things, you know, uh, that. Oh, and, 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 and Marvin um, was saying something about, like, waiting for Superman. Like, that movie was super heavily promoted by, like, these Bill Gates and these Eli Broads, these huge, like, billionaires who spend a whole bunch of money in donations to school, like these school programs. Right. And it so just, what they do with these programs is they, they just say, here's the money and here's all the stuff that we want you to do in the education system. Otherwise, you don't get the money. And the stuff that they want you to do is STEM, which takes all the like, art and fun out of school, or teacher evaluations, or standardized tests. It's, it's like making all this, it's essentially injecting this capitalist, um, like the um, donation model into the school system that they want to get a whole bunch of fucking credit for it, but they also want to dictate what's going on. But like, hey, let's give that movie and that guy like a whole uh, fucking This American Life episode all about him, right? That's, you know, hey, why not? Exactly. Yeah, exactly right. Uh, There's a lot of power in the school reform movement. It's fucking, it's fucking brutal. There's a great book on this, actually. Uh, called, it's uh, by Lois Weiner called The Future of Our Schools. Uh, it's pretty dense, but it goes way into just what's going on specifically with the charter sort of movement, the, these like nonprofits run by billionaires that run everything, and the teachers' unions, which, look, I'm a unions guy, but these national unions, they they're not like, they're not angels in this whole process. They kind of go along to get along in a lot of ways, especially the leadership to maintain their power, you know? Yeah. Well, well, well thanks, thanks for calling, calling in, man. I appreciate it. it. Uh, we got a call queue full of people, so we got to get, get going. We, but uh, thanks, thanks for the, the input. We love always. you, Jeffrey, more than Thank anything. You guys. Shout out to Marvin. Uh, press F for the for, uh, pay respect to working week. <laughs> <laughs> thanks, man. Thanks. Appreciate it. You're the best, Jeffrey. Love you guys.
You know what's crazy now is that my Facebook and Instagram feed are filled with charter school advertisements. It's wild. Like get started, free tuition, K through eight, uniform provided, like all that. That's because yeah, you have a kid. Well, that's because like they can spend. They're willing to spend uh, a few dollars less than the public education and buy people some clothes or some shit. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, and take that money. Uh, let's see here. Thank you for calling Street Fight Radio. Who are we talking to? What is it? Um. Okay. Hello. You're you're skating on thin ice. Yes. Hi. Hi. This is Cameron uh, from Portland, Oregon. I'm with the Little Big Union. Oh yeah. Okay. Awesome. Glad you called. <laughs> yeah. I just wanted to give. Give y'all an update on where we're at right now. Sounded like an orgy, maybe? Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, this is all me and my coworkers um, after the boss has been union busting and just fired a worker who's been here for two years Ooh, big um, time for organizing a walkout. Holy shit. So what are y'all doing? Yeah, we're just hanging and decompressing right now. Watched a basketball game. Blazers lost. Doubly, but uh, mainly uh, we're trying to organize around getting back Ashley's job. Ashley was fired unfairly um, after workers walked out when conditions were unsafe last Friday night. Yeah, three workers walked out, Ashley, Reyes, Jules Jones, and Bradley Myers. Yeah, what were the conditions? uh, Yeah, what were the conditions that led to that? Yeah, it was really awful. it was a super busy Friday night shift. The Blazers game was on, so I'm guessing people were eating before the game. And, uh, you know, just labor was at 1.9%. Uh, it's kind of an food industry terms, but basically we got 200 tickets in a two-hour span. And Ooh, God. Um, we were just we were completely understaffed. We were down a person for the day, and uh, basically things were just going – the sinks, yeah, things were going wild, and the sinks ended up overflowing in our back area. Um, God we damn. Clean the vent. Yeah, and yeah, so the back, our break area and the walk-in fridge was under like an inch and a half of water, and just like completely flooding, coming out into the main area. Like workers were just like throwing towels down to make a dam. Oh uh, god. So the restaurant yeah. didn't completely flood. It's like that gray and, black water yeah, too. Yeah, workers. Um, we're just completely fed up, and it was just completely un, unlike workable. And and because of that, and like some background on that as well is that two workers at this same little big burger location have fallen and slipped and fallen because of wet floors in the past several months, and are actually have been on workers comp or just getting off of workers comp because of falling on these unsafe floors. That sounds like a shit and show. And the workers walked out and gave management a notification that they're walking out for two hours and then coming back when we're at close so that they can help clean up after the restaurant is over. <coughs> but no more serving food. Uh, no more running around serving food. Yeah, and um, when they came back, the manager on shift told them that corporate said, told them to not come back in and not help out. And the very next day, all three of them were suspended illegally for walking off the job. They've, the company's breaking... Uh, the um, National Labor Relations Act. Are people snapping behind you? Seven rights to uh, 
organized collectively. Were people snapping behind you when you said that? Sorry. Wait, can Damn. you hear me? Am I out? Oh, yeah, shoot. Are we here? Is everything working? Oh, no. Oh, yep. oh, we're good. We're good. We're good. I think something just weirded out there. Are you um, all still there? Uh-oh. Yeah, we're here. We're here. I don't know if they can hear us. Yeah, that's what I'm wondering. They can't hear us? I don't think so. No, they can hear so. us. How can they, they can not hear us? Hey, are you all still there? Oh, no. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Little Big Union. Oh, there it is. Well, now it's the trash sound, but, but we're back. We sorry got about you. that. You kind of cut out. Yeah, sorry yeah, about yeah. that. We're having uh, technical, of course, difficulties. But uh, no <laughs> yeah, there, right? no problem. Yeah, I mean, yeah, technical persevering is what we're calling them. I like that. Technically, <laughs> we're technically persevering. Uh, well, you know uh, us too. Well, so uh, <laughs> what can we do to help? Yeah, I mean, um, currently we're we're trying to get uh, some, you know, like. There's a couple things that people can do. Like mainly, we're we're asking for people to donate to our strike and hardship fund, uh, and um, help workers who have been, you know, unfairly fired while they're gonna while they're in this in- intermittent period where we're gonna um, get them their job back. They're gonna need some money. Uh, yeah, that's fucking <laughs> for, great for the time being, just to help. Um, but uh, other things that we can you can do is you can uh, email corporate um, at support at littlebigburger.com or hr at littlebigburger.com um, hr yeah and just hr yeah okay resources um and let them know to stop union busting and to rehire uh ava ashley bradley and jules uh, with reinstate them with back pay um for the time that they were um that they've had to miss um because of being fired unfairly um, we're not currently asking for a boycott. Um, we want people. We want people. If you're in the area in Portland, to come in and uh, you know tell the workers like that you support their organizing. That the community really supports them, uh, and you know tip well. All right, and, I uh, like it. Just one more time, you said Ava, Bradley, Ashley, and Jules. Yeah, Ava, Bradley, Ashley, and Jules. Okay. Um, four workers. Two of them have been fired for organizing, and the other two are currently suspended, pending investigation, as they said. But just today, when Ashley was fired, um, they mentioned they mentioned nothing of said investigation, gave no reason for firing her, and just told her that she's no longer employed and threatened to um, and threatened to file a restraining order um, for just simply asking like questions of why am I fired. Oh, god damn. Wow. That's fucked up. Uh thanks for calling in. We appreciate it. We really do. Yeah, appreciate you guys. Uh first time, long time. Uh love your show. It's good to hear from you. Thank well, I want to get back to Yeah, Portland. really, thanks for the support. I want to get back to Portland and spend time there the next time. For so sure. We're only there for eight hours. Yeah, please do. You you know you know our bud Jimmy from the Burgerville Workers Union. Yeah. We're planning. We're. I mean, we're working on stuff yeah. to make things easier. So we we we'll probably Thanks be back out there soon. Have have a good night. Yeah, I'd love to come in and order a little big burger with no meat and tell the workers that I support their efforts. <laughs> um, somebody clarified in the chat. They said that the one point nine percent is the percent of your cost of the day that's going towards labor. So all the money you made for the day, two percent of that is paying the people to make that made that fucking money for mm-hmm. you, you know, that are doing all of the services and jobs required to make the motherfucking money. 
let's get on the line here. I think we can do this. We're oh, well, well, it's pretty late. Uh, well, we have. We right started now, like we twenty minutes. We minutes. started twenty minutes late. We have right. twenty-seven minutes. Thanks for calling Street Fight. Who are we talking to tonight? Hey, what's up? Hey, uh, I can't. I cannot hear you guys at you all. Can't? That's your problem, buddy. Uh-huh. Are you sure that's his problem? I don't know. Yeah, it could be ours. Um, I cannot hear you guys on the phone. Like, uh, god damn it. Oh, my God. We made it all the way to the almost end oh, of the show. It. You're, on. Oh, You're here. All right. It's great to hear from okay. you. What's up? It sounds like trash to us. It's not going to sound like trash on recording, is it? Does it sound good on the stream? Yeah, does the stream sound like trash? Do y'all sound like... Does it sound like uh, my head is inside of a coffee can? I don't know. I, I thought it sounded That's fine. my monitors uh, then. Okay, that's, that's fine. That's fine. It's just the monitors. It's just us. We just are going to have to live with the monitors. It sounds like when your boss is listening in on the call and you know. Yeah, you know? yeah. We're just going to have yeah. to deal with it. It's like fine. like a little clip that off. You're yeah. like, oh, fuck. I'm on so, uh, yeah, uh, chopping block. I, uh, so I saw the, uh, the comedian dress code tweet from not too long ago. Oh, uh, boy. That Brian did. Uh, and... Uh, my, uh, my friend's a comedian, and he is run into that same problem, like, numerous times. And, like, pretty much is, like, dealing with it, like, I'm, I'm just not going to deal with this. Like, I'm just going to wear what I'm going to wear. And, like, he's found, like, it, it is the most bizarre thing that, like, he, he, he's like, I swear it never used to be a thing before. Yeah. And, like, this is in Kansas City. And it's weird because, like, a lot of, uh, I've gone to, like, some comedy club shows there. Um but it and like yeah and like everyone else dresses up but like i've seen a few people who don't and like it doesn't seem to be a problem but like he, yeah it's 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 very strange and he was just like and he said the same thing it was like business casual comedy is like it's like it's like a very bizarre thing for for, the, for like uh it, it's that it's coming out coming out of this like 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 comedy club culture almost yeah i mean it's and it's odd and nine and sort of yeah as of someone watching it to think that, uh, like, I, I mean, I'm watching, like, a performance. I think people even, like, call themselves comedy nerds. They understand this is, like, someone's passion or they're sharing their point of view or whatever it is and expressing themselves standing in front of a bunch of people. However they dress to do that, I just have never heard someone be like, oh, I mean, he had really ashy knees you could see the whole time. Yeah, I have, like, I, I, I actually wanted to talk about this. I'm glad you brought it up because, uh... Uh, well, first I'll make the announcement in Las Vegas, when we play our show, I am wearing the long shorts and my new, uh, Air Force Ones, my new Realtree Air Force Ones on stage, one time only, shorts on stage. Uh, I dress up, I don't dress up, but I wear clothes that I don't wear in my everyday life on stage. I do understand that there's a performance like, there is a performance aspect to what I'm doing. I'm putting on a show. I put the boots on. I put the t-shirt on. And I put the jeans on. And I, you know, I'll tell you the truth. I buy a new shirt for every show. Like, I, I wear a different shirt on. You'll never see me with the same shirt twice. It's character work without actually being a character. Right, like, yeah. That's the thing. It's like, yeah. You're sending a message. But I would never think to say to somebody, you're not allowed to do this. This, like what you decide is okay for your character, for me is okay with me. I don't care, you do what you gotta do. I don't care what you do. I don't think it makes it look bad. And I also, this is, um, this is a real symptom of the comedy nerd thing, 
right? This is the WTF with Mark Marin kind of um like canonizing, uh, not canonizing, it's the wrong word, but uh, uh, legitimizing establishment right. versions of comedy. And it uh mm-hmm. it makes it into something. It's like rock and roll, right? Like there was a rebellion to rock and roll and it was really cool. Then they built a fucking hall of fame for it in a, in a big building in a museum and they do big shows about it. And now nobody, I mean, I think the hall of fame really did speed up the death of rock and roll. Like in my opinion, like it didn't happen right away, but as the years rolled on with that hall of fame, people became more and more separated from what is traditional rock and roll, the, the type of music that is in the Hall of Fame. Like, that kind of thing is over now. And I think it's because it started to take itself really seriously. And it started to just say, uh, I, like, you're, listen, it's art. Comedy is art. Like, you don't have to explain yeah. that to anybody. And you don't have to prove that to anybody. Just know... Maybe some people don't consider it that, but it is art, and you're doing art, and what you're doing uh, is is probably cool. But in the end, uh, and I'm saying this even about Street Fight, it's not. It's like not important. It's not business. And I don't think it's super important. I think it's like fun. We're all having fun, and we've turned it There's in. There's freedom to it. It's not. It, it. It doesn't have to be like it. It's weird how like people are trying to put a structure to comedy now. It's very, very strange. Well, I think the and good like, thing, I, 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 I think a good thing is that games, like a lot of the structures being torn apart. Though you don't see as many stand-up shows happening as like established comics are going out and doing podcasts, which are a lot more. I feel a live podcast allows for a different kind of live performance than a stand-up comedy yeah. show, and I think. Right. Audiences enjoy it more. They feel like the thing is happening right in their like it is like what me and Brett do is happening right in front of you. Like the show is going to be different every time. We're going to respond to well, Brett's going because we are doing the same show. show in Kansas City was was like that. Like was probably one of the best live experiences I had of anything like ever. Like that was that was pretty great. Like that. That sort of thing, like, right there is, like, pretty unique. That isn't really, I don't know, like, what else to really even compare it to. It's just, like, I don't even know what to compare it to. Right, well, we want it like to. It's, it's, it's how we interactive it is. Well, we just want it to be, yeah, interactive is the point. Like, I want the I want the audience to be involved in the show. I'm even seeing that Louis C.K. thing today is making the rounds today, where it's like he's not announcing his shows. You have to put your phone in a little box, and you're not allowed to tweet lines from it after the show, or he can sue you. And it's like, well, like what are we even? What is this? Like what is right, this? Like, sounds what's the like point right, of even yeah. doing the comedy at that. Point. It sounds like the Mormon temple to me now. Like the comedy club is some kind of a We're temple. Going to church, yeah. And all that stuff happened in the early 2000s, like when the Kramer thing happened. I, I'll never forget when Kramer said the N-word a bunch of times, and people were, like, disgusted by it. And then a bunch of really self-serious yeah. comedians came out and said, you have to be able to say anything you want within the walls yeah. of the uh, comedy place, or we're not pushing the boundaries that we're supposed to push in order to protect free speech. And it's like, you're not fucking, you're 
working up there. Like you're going up there to do a thing where you make money when you leave and, that, and don't fucking act like, like you're a, a soldier. Go off. It's what it I is have, though. It's you're a right. job. I mean, you're right. You're right. Exactly. Like I if I was doing comedy. And it was just like, I, I even was like, my thoughts weren't even in, like that evolved at that time. And even then I was just like, the, the, those, the, the reaction that those comedians had like was so eye-rolly even like to me. Like in like a 17 or 18 year old, I was just like, oh, I don't know. You can't really. Right. And, and I, I'm, I'm that, saying, I'm saying like, I just want to say that when I go on stage, I don't do that for free. I don't do this for free. None of this shit is fucking free. And it's like, this isn't activism. This isn't important. This isn't like uh, protecting free speech. This is jokes. We're all just telling jokes and having fun. And like, if people get something out of it, then that's really great. But it doesn't count. You know what I mean? It like isn't important. It doesn't count in the world. <laughs> right. Yeah, um, they, you got me going. Every time com comedy comes up, I have to start fucking yelling about it, I guess. Right, right. Well, uh, I, uh, I, I appreciate you calling in. We have. Can I plug something real quick? Yeah, plug it. Plug away. Plug it. Uh, my Twitch, uh, Kansas Beach Patrol. All right, thanks, man. What I was appreciate it? it. I remember you. Uh, Kansas, Kansas Beach, Beach Patrol. Patrol. Oh, yeah, yeah. Very good name. I remember you. Uh, thanks for coming to see us in Kansas City. Let's get the. Have a good three fighters. Let's pull through this. We yeah. got this, Brett. I'm but, sorry. I yell about comedy. Somebody mm -hmm. says comedy. I get mad because, like I said, I think people take it too seriously. And it, it they think it's important. And it it's just, it's not. It's not important, dude. It's as important as the Avengers, which is not important. The stuff is just, it's, it's a thing. Uh, I don't think comedy, like, I don't think <laughs> comedy needs to hold up. I think it can be disposable. I don't think... I don't think any of that. Like, I just think it's a disposable art form that gives people a good night out to go see something funny. And if it if it jars some thoughts in their head, then great. That's great. It's successful. You know what I mean? Yeah. And disposable is a good word for it because, like, you know, if the ephemeral nature of, you know, how it feels when the joke really hits, you know, that's, you know, that's what that's about. Right. That's what you carry with you. All right, let's get on to this and not sound like nerds here real quick. I want to start talking about breaking shit apart. And Hell yes. I want to talk about tags and punching it up. Hey, how's it going? You're talking to Street Fight Radio, the number one anarcho-comedy radio coast to coast. Hi, this is uh, Colton from Nitton, Texas. What's up, uh, Oh, the third coast. How do you like that first, Dallas yeah, stars? first time, long time. <laughs> Sweet. What's Character going on? Dead, long live the character. Well, uh, I remember early in the show, y'all were talking about trying to organize uh, service workers. Yeah. And while I'm not currently employed as a service worker, I am I am looking to be employed as a service worker to supplement my other job. And uh, if if people want salts or you know some groundwork done for, if people want to do some. Serious organizing on the ground level for service workers. I that's something I'd definitely be interested in. So if, I don't know. Whoever starts a group DM or whatever, you know, check check me out. Didn't labor boy with an I. All right. Didn't labor boy. And where you at? 
Denton, Texas. Oh, I love Denton. Going Denton's. assault. God, Denton's going great. Assault. <laughs> y'all probably y'all y'all probably remember me. Uh, the artist previously known as Jimmy Bofa. I was mm. uh, I posted that Denton was street fight territory a couple weeks ago. So uh, we are getting down there. Uh, we uh, have to get down there. Oh, I love it. We have Denton's we put in our street fight country. I mean, you, we gotta you guys get... would love Denton. Here's what happened. ACL, motherfucker. We got to do ACL. So here's what happened for you Texas people. We were going to be in Texas next month. I and Brett, but I mostly, I think, would say that this is mostly my... The reason we're not going is because I didn't necessarily want to do overnight travel in June. I wanted to kind of stick around Columbus. And then I decided I wanted to film a special so we're staying in Columbus and I mean, we're not announcing anything officially yet, but like, that's why we're not going to Texas. I made the decision that we we're going to do. I mean, Texas is like, here's the thing. We, we were in the Northeast last week or last month. We're going to be in the Southwest this month. We have the touring down. We're making, you know, we're not losing money on the thing. You know, it's not like we're, you know, we're not doing the, the bad restaurant thing. Gordon Ramsay wouldn't fucking yell at us. If you no, look at our books, yeah. he'd be like, you you mates bloody did it. <laughs> you making a you making a sixpence off the whole lot of this. Perfect. It's just, bloody fucking brilliant what you've done. This is perfect. Just so fucking uh, I didn't realize that Gordon Ramsay uh, was also I guess Sherlock Holmes. So. Yeah, 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 yeah. That, I mean that's new information to me. So new we, information to me. We Texas is like a high priority for us. I don't know if we want to go there. Billy in the Eilish. Summer. Billy Eilish. He's in trying October. to get me to take my damn. You should have seen me. Wah, wah, wah. You should have seen me in the crown. <laughs> right. You should have seen me going down. <laughs> right. You should have seen me. Uh, one I, night. I thought. One I thought. Night. Uh, I thought Texas had a pretty big, well, fan base. It does. Uh, it's hard to get to. I hear, I hear quite a few callers from Texas, I feel like. It's hard to get to, though, in a weird way. Uh, just it, First of all, it's taking... It's starting to... The Hello? first year... Oh, shit. We lo they lost God us again. It. You don't cut out of my call, Duran. Uh, hey. Uh, let's cut it. Here we got to keep you just, the There you are. There okay. you are. The thing about Texas is it's taking on like a New York and L.A. style importance to me now where it's like I want to do Texas exactly right. I want to do something very cool in Texas because it's like ubiqu It's like one of the places that we haven't been to. It's like one of the last – Texas and Florida really and Canada are the last kind of frontiers for us. I, we're not going to Mexico. We're not going to Japan. I, I mean Brett thinks we'll do a European tour sometime. I'm a little more skeptical on that, but, uh, so Texas is going to happen this year. I'm going to make the, the street fight promise. Just like I made to Iowa, Texas is happening in 2019 and it'll probably be, if I had to guess October or, uh, September when it's nice, you know what I mean? And, uh, because we have a, we already have plans for the summer and, when I said we were going to Texas in the June, somebody like actually audibly laughed at me. <laughs> oh, I don't mind it. I what well, you don't <laughs> cook me. The heat, the heat's kind of bad. The yeah. heat is kind of bad. Well, and right now it's been real wet. It's yeah. been real wet lately. So, well, Colton, give them your uh, give them your Twitter address again so they can contact you if they need assault in Texas. And uh, thank you for calling. Yeah. 
What's that? Denton, Denton Labor Boy, like the city Denton, Texas. Labor, like the UK party, and boy as in B-O-I. Um, yeah, I just really liked the idea. I was listening to the show. I just really liked the idea of, like, an electrician's union, but for people who work fast food. 100% so. agree. It's a nice idea. Well, th- thank you for calling, Colton. How, what are we, we're getting there? Yeah, yeah, we got it. We're doing it. We're going to make it? Yeah, we're going to make it. All nice. right. We got 10, 11 minutes. So labor with a U then, mate? Is that what you're saying? I think so, mate. Yeah, Yeah, and then skater boy like Avril Lavigne? I just played that song for my daughter for the first time the other day, and she was like, let me tell you something. I mean, people think that Avril Lavigne is cool, but if you dressed like her at school, everybody would make fun of you. Mm. And I was like, all right, well, good point. She, She probably... I think that she's wrong. I think if somebody I did, did it, I people did. would talk about them like, wow, that is fucking cutting edge I've shit. I've been saying this to her about <laughs> Billie Eilish. I've been, me and Brett have conversations about my daughter almost as much as me and my wife do because she's a teen and talking to other people that were teens about the mistakes she's making. Yeah. And I've been saying that. I've been saying Billie Eilish dress is cool. Does anybody in your school do that? And she's like, we don't really go to that style of school. And I'm <laughs> yeah, like, what is that even style of school? It's your own style, man. Yeah. That's why I keep telling her. I'm like, you got to get your own style. Just a shirt that, like, getting a shirt that just says, Put like, a fishnet Nike. shirt on top of a regular I shirt. I know. She don't, she don't, she don't want to fuck around. I took her clothes shopping. Dude, unlimited. I, because. What'd she buy? Bump and pay. Khakis? We had a bump and pay. Uh-huh. I was like. I'll give you a, a bunch of money. You can we'll we'll go and buy you a bunch of clothes. She bought two pairs of shorts, a dress, and a plain fucking champion t-shirt. Mm-hmm. And she spent the whole time at the mall. And she was like, "There's just nothing here. We should go to a different mall." And I'm like, "All the fucking malls yeah. have all the same shit." Yeah. She drives me nuts, dude. She yeah. Won't wear she just. I'll be like, look their challenge. A I'll be like, look mall. at these shoes. The, they look t- or look at this shirt. It's like got different like. Uh, like an Adidas shirt if it's white and it has like an orange. And yeah. she's like, oh, orange. And I'm like, that's what's... It's cool because it's the wrong-ass colors. Like, yeah. you got to understand that, like, things that even in your mind instinctively, you're like, that's ugly. It doesn't matter. That's how I was when I was growing up. It, I'd be like, that shit's ugly. I'm going to buy that. That's what I they mean, call it. a power clash, right? Yeah, yeah that was like violent. Yeah, well, it's like it's shirts. Like, there's just a disconnect where it's like I'm really intrigued and impressed by this person that stands out, but then I'm like, well, I can't stand out. Yes. Like, well, yeah. if I'm gonna, go, I want to be this person. I've idolized them. I'm on the same wavelength, but I can't do that. You she know, it's like, like a narrative about what you're like. You know, it's like that's it is really whatever you tell yourself you can or can't do, you're gonna be right. Even Otter coming in her world where it's like me and you decided we were something and we're that. Yeah, well, you know, but I gotta whatever. let's uh, try um, Paramore. I see what she thinks of that because that shit hits good. Okay. I think that anybody can go for that. I want to see what she says about Paramore. She's just Brett, she, you got you gotta know. I know. Do, do I they know. play I'm guitars? I'm, yeah, they do have guitars. She will. She she hates guitar. It's in a way though. It's really in a way that unleashes a lot of energy that I think she will be able to tap into. I'm gonna shoot for. I'm gonna try it. I just I don't care. I'm not. I'm not like. I don't. I'm. I'm not saying this in a way where I think I'm gonna successfully like turn her onto something. I just want to see how she lobs it down. Yeah. Even no, whatever. I don't. Th- I didn't think that. I just. I'm. I'm giving you my prediction. Yeah, she did. She's horrible. She get. She was middling. I asked her about rollerblading because I've seen like a million rollerbladers ever since spring happened. She was like, Yeah, a lot of people are doing. 
doing that now. But she thinks it's dumb. No, she she was she was like not for me. But I don't think she did. She wasn't hating though. But I don't think she was like it's pretty popular. She was like it's back. People are. Do we have time for me to tell you? If you want to take time, you gotta work. You're working overtime right now, buddy. No, we got seven minutes. Well, I'm saying if you keep jaw jacking, you're gonna jaw jack yourself in overtime. I don't give a shit. I mean, I'm having a good time. Okay, so sorry, you're like looking at the clock. Right, I gotta do laundry after the show. Yeah. Um, so uh, I had this conversation with her this week. There is a place that all the teens go to on Friday night. Like all of them. Not all of them, but a lot of them go and hang out. And, and it's an activity. It's one of those trampoline places, right? Where, where they all go. And uh, they go there for five hours. You know, which we did uh, always. It, it, I think it goes from like. I think it goes till late at night. So yeah, like six to there. eleven or whatever. Yeah, and, and and they get to do this. They get to you know Snapchat each other. Yeah, and I was like, probably a lot of them don't even fucking jump. I know. I said, why don't you go? She's like, I don't want to jump for five hours. And I was like, these kids aren't fucking jumping, <laughs> no. dude. No. I was like, it's fucking where everybody's going to hang out and build friendships and find you know. Someone to smooch underneath Someone, the trampoline. That's all she ever fucking talks about to me. Is Someone like, like you can grab their butt when you're in the foam pit. She's like, oh my god. If once you get the consent, like once they're like sticking it out and asking yeah, for it. Yeah, she's always like, no boys like me except for country boys. Like that's her new thing. Is she's mad because all the boys that like her. I think country. you probably just lost your audio there, based uh, upon the way it sounds in my headphones. I say, th- I say, to cut it. I can you hear it? Can you hear us on the stream right now? But they okay, wouldn't hear us if we took the call. Well, that's fine. You can continue your story. No, no, you're good. We're okay. good? But yeah, oh, I just cool. think... Sorry. I, I just was trying to explain yeah, to her... Got it. Okay, I was just trying to explain to her that that's where the kids hang out. That's where the shit happens. That's where you find... She's always talking about, you know, oh, all the wrong boys like me. She and I'm would, like, all the boys the are there. She's in the Cowboys? No, she... <laughs> cowboys are into her. Oh. She's always getting direct messages from cowboys from what, on like Instagram. Mossy oak jacket wearing dude. She said Confederate flag. Oh no! No! Oh no! 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 She said Shit. she's had three guys with Confederate Can, flags woo, in their avatar. We need to get her one of those Kids. like. Um, we need to get one of those like trans rights like tank tops to take oh, and do yeah. like an Instagram photo <laughs> shoot in it to make like a prominent profile picture. Something that it would just like I got say a flag go I could lend her. For yes, that. exactly. Yeah. Let her yeah. know. I feel for her. She called herself country boy caviar and I was like, Oof. you're an ass. She's, that's awesome. <laughs> she hates country boys. Uh, She's not into them. No, I mean. Not into them at all. Opposites attract. Not to her, they don't. I mean. Anything that's like outside of this narrow range of like rich Catholic boy, she's not. Oh, she wants a prep school kid. She doesn't like I think Catholicism, but she said every boy she's ever had a crush on is a Catholic, mm, so and she's from Upper that. Arlington, which is the rich. She was, she's trying to get saved. Is what that's what that is. She's trying to get <laughs> saved in a couple ways. Uh, I'd say here's what I told her. My advice: you find you good looking country boy has tight jeans uh, and. Then you get him to work 70 hours a week for you. Let him buy the truck of his dreams. Make sure he gets the truck of his dreams. But he's at work all the time. You're like, I don't like this purse anymore. You get new shit all the time. You're living the fucking life. <laughs> Hang out with kids all day, right? She doesn't set. I mean, it's odd. Get it, an above ground pool. It's odd. And just fucking hang Coast. out all day yeah. drink yeah. soco it's it about finding great. a way it's, to fleece the best it would be great next week when we have all women call in yeah uh it i i would be great to talk to them because uh i never realized this 
But I, when I talked to my kids, she said, like, you know, it's a lot harder to find a, a partner or a significant other or boyfriend or girlfriend if you're a girl. Because boys are the worst. And I'm like, yeah, well, I used to sit in rooms full of dudes that said... A woman can have any guy she wants. Mm, All mm. she has to do is ask. Yeah. <laughs> like she doesn't get like and I, I do like I, I do find I am very interested in her like she just really she's obsessed with boys, dude. She yeah. only to, she's boy crazy as hell. You gotta pierce through the gender binary and get the both because that's what i did is like i get all the girl stuff i love my girl <laughs> stuff i love my boy stuff i get the best of fucking everything and yeah. i'm not trapped on one side of the joy yeah, uh, yeah. Th thank you by the way for providing crucial support to uh, the original non-binary pal of the show yep. uh, very much appreciated absolutely uh, you are you're both now fully uncancelable uh well we're still cancelable let's uh let's get these how many we got uh, we got two more to go, Let's so I think them. we can do this. Let's burn them through. One we got them, three minutes. One of them's anonymous, so I'm I'm worried it might be one of those guy fogs oh, for people coming in to, to Hello? bomb our Hello, church. who's hey, this? Hey, what's going on? Yo, this is, uh, I guess we'll go with Terry from Baltimore. Oh, I what's up, Terry? How's how it how going you, tonight? How do you spell your name, Terry? Terry, uh... However you want to spell it. Nice. <laughs> okay. Okay. I spell it's it like... A-N-O-N-Y-M-O-U-S. My Terry, for me, my personal Terry is T-E-R-I because <laughs> yeah. it's forward and it's phonetically just to the point and uh, gets the job done. And you can do a heart over the I. T-E-R-R-Y yeah, that, always. That really... That's my granddad and uncle's name. I do like name. the heart over the I. That's a, you've kind of sold me on that one. I always spell it T-E-R-R-Y, always. I never spell it differently. If I had three kids, I would name all three of them Terry spelled the same. Like George Foreman. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Try the new Terry Grill. Oh, hell all, yes. all my Terrys love it. All right, what, what's going on tonight? We're, uh, we're, we're winding down here. Yeah, yeah, I won't keep you guys because y'all are, are picking up that OT right now. It's time and a half, dude. I don't know. <laughs> but we have to abuse drugs yeah, at time and a half but, though too that's like the the problem yeah i guess i got a metrics or lack thereof story since we're on that okay and also like the last guy in my training group for my job got fired for smoking weed on the job but <laughs> i only learned about that a couple of days up that's the best I got for like drinking on the job stories right now. You want to hear something funny? I got a guy hired at the call center I worked at, and he got fired for looking at porno at work. Oh no! <laughs> oh no! Oh no! I was like, "Why are you doing it there, man? Come on!" At work. Just like, what are you even fucking doing? We were sitting in cubicles, right? We weren't even in cubicles. We were in the desks with the walls on the side. No, and we were all yeah, sitting next no. to each other. He's looking at fucking. He was older. I'm not trying to justify this in any way. That's the. That's what I'm prefacing this with. Was he doing it on the computer or like on his phone uh, on the there, network? This wasn't phone era. This oh, was only computer. This is 2001. Oh, oh okay. Well, oof. yeah. I mean, this is what so I gotta he's say. waiting for a JPEG to load. He's waiting. No, we were on a T1. Time. I mean, oh, okay. you're, you're in the depths of it you're in the lowest place in the world you're at work you're in hell and you just want to look up to the sky and see a woman's legs open 
It was just so fucking embarrassing. They like walked him out. He I rode to work with him every day, and he drove me home. I rode to work with this guy every day, and every I wanted to listen to Howard Stern so bad, but he didn't like it. We had to listen to Jock Jams every single morning. Oh my what God. The to work. That That's what he liked. Psycho shit. And he would do. Uh, Goodfellas, he would do that impressions every day. Bada boom, bada bing, hey! And then one day, we're driving. A little kid throws a basketball, hits his car. This motherfucker turns around, finds the kid, says, take me to your dad, takes the kid to his dad, makes me late for work, yelling at some kid for throwing a fucking basketball at his car and telling his dad off. Oh, yep. I was right. It was a I knew nightmare. it was a jock jams thing. I was nightmare. right. Nightmare. Yeah. But jock jams. Listening to jock jams. Boop a doop a doop. Ah! Hey, kid, where's your fucking dad? Doot to doot to doot. He would just be like, oh, hey. It's fucking over for you. I'm in beast mode now. He would just be like, oh, hey, bada boom, bada bing, hey, how you doing? With me every morning. Like, his jokes were all that. Oh, really? He would not let me listen to Howard Stern. He just made me listen to, I've got the power. And he oh, would do God. Italian impressions for me so that 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 guy and then he got fired for looking at porno so he's a certified wacko i oh, still see yeah. him online sometimes put him in the certified wacko pile he's yeah, married a couple of ways he got a fucking degree and he's a computer programmer a that degree? makes good nice. like no he got a real degree and he's a computer programmer he's highly successful and highly functioning now Ooh. but i'm like what is he what else is going on with this guy? You know what I mean? Scientology, like, probably. <laughs> Hell yeah. I just, wonder, I just wonder what else, like, because that period of his life was sounds, when you put all the pieces together, it's like, oh. It's He's, such a good vibration. <laughs> <laughs> that song. I was like, why do you even fucking have jock jams, dude? Who buys that? Again. Who the fuck? He had them all. That guy. <laughs> he had a full, like, case logic. Let <laughs> <laughs> me unzip this. Hell what yeah. volume are you into? None! Hey! Is that what gets you ready for working? That I mean, mean hey. just, Yeah, I mean, you have to just, like, you have to... <laughs> otherwise, you start thinking about porno. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have right. someone beating a positive message in your I head. I gotta channel that energy into getting sales <laughs> today, baby. Guys, All right. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off God there. Well, that's all good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so I work at, like, I work at an inpatient unit of, like, a children's hospital. It's a hell of a job. I'll, I'll have more stories for you. I'm not the last fucking caller, maybe, or second to last, but... Well, you might be last. Yeah, anonymous, our usually. Metric for, uh, yeah, our metric for my job, as near as I can tell, is just snitching. Hmm. Like, how much you're snitched on is the metric for how bad you're doing. Oh, no. <laughs> what? How Are people much? doing it a lot, though? <laughs> people tell uh, people all the time. Here's how it seems to work out, is that it's just kind of a reputation thing. And, like, oh, uh, I mean, there was one chick who just, like, really just did not know how to fucking talk to the rest of us when... She got hired and would like snap at people, and she didn't know what she was doing. But otherwise, it was kind of a cool, 
she's pretty cool. She's still around, actually. She managed to stick it out. So, like, now, like, she's just got the rep for being Shay at her job, and so she's under more scrutiny because of that. Like, it's a feedback loop sort of thing. Yeah. I was, and I... then, like, another one, like, one of my first friends when I started working a year ago was now on light duty because she's, like, having seizures. She's has, like, seizures and can't, like, rumble with patients the way that our job's supposed to. And, like, people were just up her ass all the time, and I had to actually vouch for her. Like, someone tried to write her a coaching, which is, like, the form for when you snitch on people. There's a form? It's not snitching, it's a coaching. (laughs) Uh, I've had yeah, that. You write someone a coaching when you snitch on them. We did, yeah, coaching. We did uh, at the cable company for the contractors. There were these things called chargebacks, and if they fucked up the job and you had to come up behind them, you could fill out a chargeback, and then they wouldn't get paid for that job. Nice. And dudes just loved fucking doing it, man. They loved it. I never <laughs> filled one out the whole time I worked there because I was like, I'm trying to take food out of some dude's mouth that was just probably overbooked and didn't feel like, you know, didn't feel like doing something. But dudes were like, I used to come in at the end of the day and guys would be sitting at the break room table with a pile of chargebacks just and their notes in their lap just doing chargebacks for people and it was so depressing to me i like i i tried to tell i you know i tried to tell as many people as i could like filling these things out isn't a good look but you know it didn't work yeah and that's my like i've i've been there a year and i haven't written a single coaching there was one time where someone just like forgot to do a bunch of things when i picked up the patient from them and i was so pissed i almost did one but then I was just like, nah, this is too much effort to fuck with someone. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that's, that's, that's the general policy with, like, all the people I'm cool with at work, like, who are fellow people in my position, basically. They don't do training, and they're not, like, managed supervisors or anything. But, yeah. yeah. So I had to, like, send an email to, like, cancel one out because, like, someone... Someone wrote a fucking coaching about my friend who's on late days that she, like, cussed or something because supervisor was calling her to the office to do some bullshit when there were all of the free people who could have done whatever she was getting called to do were just sitting in a room, like, shooting the shit at the end of shift. So she was like, all these free people... And someone said she cussed or something. I had to write a whole fucking email to get that. Yeah, people were just up her ass for some reason, I guess, because... Oh, man. Yeah. Yeah, It sounds frustrating, for sure. It's the opposite of fucking metrics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, that's the thing. We got a lot of pro-metrics info. I mean, nobody's pro-metrics, right? But, like, a lot of people were like, you know, metrics are better than having crazy bosses that just... And I agree. I, I'll be with you on that. I just think that, like, 
maybe the way to handle it is to let the people that are doing the work have a hand in deciding what the proper metrics are. Yeah. Just have a hand in it. Oh, it's right. Doable. It's, right. And it's been mentioned a million times before. But yeah, like it, it's a matter of like, okay, if everything you need to do for the day is done, you should just be able to just fucking go. That's your efficiency. There's your fucking metric. It's done. Right. Right. For sure. Well, thanks for calling in. We really appreciate it. We got one more call to take. Oh, no. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, yeah. Some sort of Guy Fawkes rabble rousers coming in here, I think, with their their YouTube (laughs) videos. They're going to try to deprogram everybody. About damn time. Prison Paul got kicked off Twitter. He's going to come on here and yell at our listeners. Imagine my shock (laughs) when I called Street Fight. All right. Oh, shoot. Thanks for calling Street Fight. Who are we talking to? Hey, hey, how's it going? Good, how about um, you? Light Beer from Guelph, Ontario. Who? Light Beer from Guelph, Ontario. What's up? How's it going? Uh, what's going on tonight? Hey, um, it is way past my bedtime. Holy shit. Mine too, buddy. I gotta do laundry after this. Oof, oof. You know, I was really mad because that's all I wanted to do this weekend was, was laundry. And, like, I wanted to get everything washed and folded, and stuff just kept coming up. I kept having to run errands, kept having to do stuff, and I didn't get it all done, and I'm fucking mad at myself, but... Well, don't yeah. be mad at yourself. You do it during the week. Life doesn't end when you, when you get yeah. off work. You can still do stuff. A lot of people think you have to get off work and then just sit, and then wait till the weekend and pack it full of stuff. I submit to you that getting some stuff done during the week and maybe... After, like, getting some stuff done as much as you can during the week and even, like, doing a few fun things during the week is cool. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, yeah. I wouldn't, I I would, like, I am, I'm, like, I was real, I'm real big into, like, beating myself up. And then sometimes it's, like, entertaining to me, like, and it is motivating and it's, like, fun. Um, But then there is a time when it's just, like, way too much where it's, like, I've reminded myself for, like, 10 hours straight um, that I didn't do the laundry. And it's, like, not helpful because, uh, I just going to take a half hour tomorrow to take care of it. You know, like it's that simple, you know, putting it in full. Right. It's not that big of a deal. I just want to get it done because I want to play Frisbee golf tomorrow right. when my wife gets off work and I got to put brakes on. My <laughs> so that's, I, I want, I'm fr- I'm like the Frisbee golf freak now every day. I'm like, can we Frisbee golf? Maybe I love it. It's, that. it's so, so fun. Well, Brett's all good at it too. It bothers hmm. me. So what, what's going yeah, on tonight? Yeah. We're about to get out of here. <laughs> Just let that... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I just had a, I just had a drinking on the job story. Okay. I got fired a few years back. Um, <laughs> That's yeah, my yeah. favorite. My favorite drinking on the stop job story is I got fired. Like, when you say, <laughs> hearing from the person that actually got fired is yeah. what I want to hear. Yeah, oh, hell yeah. Um, so, I used to work at a campground. Really, really shitty place. Um, campground slash, like, half year trailer park no winter residence that but like um and so when i or and so i was on the maintenance team so we did all kinds of stuff it was fixing um we would fix fences we would clean up campsites after people left we would clean the bathrooms and the outhouses well this is when i learned a really important lesson is that i I was, I was, you know, good at cleaning bathrooms. I did a decent job, and they, and so one of the one of the regulars, one 
someone who had a trailer there all summer or permanently told management that I was like, I was, you know, always the one cleaning the bathroom nearest their place the best. I was the only one doing a good job. Uh huh. And after that, I was just on bathrooms permanently. Oh, fuck. That sucks. I hate that. I brought that. Didn't I bring that up on the show a couple weeks ago when you do something really good and they don't fucking move you up? They just say you do really good at this. You're the expert. You're the expert. Never be good at something you don't want to do, kid. (laughs) Right. Exactly. Exactly. Do just enough to not get in trouble. Just enough. And so. I figured, like, if you're just going to put me on this mule going around doing bathrooms all day, every day, I'm just going to be drunk for it. (laughs) (laughs) You're drunk riding a mule? (laughs) Um, a mule's like, uh, (laughs) no, not an actual mule. just pictured you riding a mule like fucking, like the good, the bad, and the ugly riding a mule and drinking Jack Daniels or something. (laughs) <laughs> oh man yo yo um how'd they shit. catch you how'd they catch you i guess is the question um i was or someone just spotted the bottle like in my lunch bag one day <sighs> like it was just it was just me being sloppy you get that way sometimes you feel but, like you get away with shit and you can just like, I know so many people that have, like, gotten away with, gotten fired for shit that they did every day at work. Because you get away <laughs> with something so many times that you're just like, nobody even cares if I do this. And then you do it, and you're... you're yeah, yeah. Fucked. Like, yeah. I'm mute, obviously. Nobody cares. Yeah. Well, nobody does care. The truth is, nobody cares if you're not shit-faced, slobbering, drunk at work. Nobody truly cares. But they have to put on a show and pretend to care. And it's just part of the rules that you're not allowed to, like, party at work. Even though, I mean, so many people, like, especially with the work from home thing, like, just getting high and working is good. Like, it, 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 it is helpful and nice and fun. Yeah, it makes the job easier. Well, thanks for calling in, buddy. Right. We we uh we're going home. Yeah. All right. I'll let you guys. I'll let you guys go. <laughs> mama, mama, I'm coming have a, have a home. Good. Yeah. Thanks for calling in. We appreciate it. All your input uh is the shit. Well, you, you know, uh, fucking. Uh... <laughs> so weird. <laughs> hey, buddy. Hey, let me tell you all that called in tonight. All your input was the shit. The yep. best. Yep. Leslie yep. Lee, Marvin gave us crystals. Jesus, it's been a what great a crazy night. show. Jock jams. Jock, Jock jams. jams. Yeah. Um. I also found out Admiral Baby is going to be at our Albuquerque show. It looks okay. like. Yeah. Yeah. So I, told uh, I was going to get you in contact with her. Yeah. Um. Like I do. I if promise. you want to find Street Fight Radio, we are at streetfightradio.com. Funny enough, uh, it wasn't taken. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> funny. And, I mean, look, a hundred shows could have been named this, but right. they did. Right. Uh, we were just had our fingers crossed. Uh, you can find us on social media sites at Street Fight WCRS on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, uh, Twitch, YouTube, all that. Oh, on Twitch, we're Street Fight Radio because Brian made that one and doesn't understand about like having a unifying name for everything. Uh, you can also get bonus content. We have a zine that we put out every single month. We just did the history of Street Fight. Brian and I wrote like how many? How many? How many words were that? Like three thousand. Each one of us wrote ten. Ten thousand. Yeah, Brian and I both 
put down 10,000 words of history of how Street Fight got started and how we, you know, what got us here and what our thoughts were at the time. And uh, if you want to get that, it's on Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com. It's a website where you support people that you like, just like us. We have like a million, bazillion fucking things you can get into for, you don't even have to pay. Like you just, you sign up. And it, you get charged at the first of the month, the following month. So you could sign up today. You can listen to probably over 100 bonus shows. We have 24 digital PDF zines available. We have dozens of bonus videos where we watch Kitchen Nightmares and Undercover Boss and Fortune Fire and the Fire Festival documentary. And even more stuff is coming to that. So jump in there. Uh, and help us out as we continue to spread this mess across the U.S. and come see us in the Southwest. It's happening uh, later this month. We're going to be in Denver on Sunday, May 19th. We're going to be in Albuquerque on the 21st. We're going to be in Phoenix on the 22nd, and then we're doing Las Vegas on Sunday the 26th. All of that can be found at store.streetfightradio.com. There is tickets, venue information, Everything you need to know, store.streetfightradio.com. Uh, right now, the show that sells the most tickets, I will perform barefoot. If the show sells out, what, what? Shorts in Vegas. Ryan is going to wear shorts in Vegas, so that is something you will, that's a guarantee that you're going to get shorts in Vegas. Other shows might take some coaxing, but if a show sells out, I will also do the show barefoot. So, thank you for supporting what we do. As always, we'll see you later this week, Wednesday, live stream, Brian and I in the basement, yelling at each other's faces. Once again, Street Fight Radio. Peace. I think it's, we're too close to the mics.